It's Heidi and Frank. And Frank. Nonstop for the next 40 minutes. On 95.5 KLOS. Good morning. Good morning. What are you doing? I'm drinking wine. Oh, it's, it's a little early for wine. It's National Wine Day. I love wine and everything about it. Uh, guys, are we drinking wine? I found myself drinking a glass of wine every day. A little wine for the occasion. National Wine Day. Wine Country Train is leaving the station. You ready? Happy Wines Day. It's showtime. Audi and Frank Show brought to you by GiveMeTheVin.com, America's best car buyer. I see uh, Johnny dressed up today, dressed up for wine day. Um, No, I got a text message to say to dress up. I know, I know. I wanted you to admit that. <laughs> okay. Uh, we all got a text message. I don't know if you got a Heidi because you don't you don't come into work anymore. You oh, from the boss. Work from home. Yeah, so Keith had text the, 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 the staff and said that, uh, hey, uh, part of the ownership group of the stations mm-hmm. coming by the, the workplace today so everybody be sure and uh, wash your hair and mm-hmm. wear <laughs> wear something nice yeah. and leave your doors open so they can see you you know working and stuff mm-hmm. and it amazes me that uh that key thinks the most uh, the most important thing about a radio station for the ownership group is how we look yeah and not how we sound um, where they get Did he send an email to them to say, listen to the show today? Since no, 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 no. No. Okay. We'll be more impressive with how we look. But where, do they get, where do they get a load of the cash droid? Oh, when they finally yeah. hear that, they're like, what have we been paying for? What? Yeah. You own how, who? Mm-hmm. Why am I supposed to look nice when the S- uh, the rest of the place looks like an asshole? <laughs> exactly. That's true. I think, yeah. Johnny, you're supposed to be the big distraction. Like, look at that guy. Clean cut. Good looking kid. Did the ownership Collared not know shirt. what they were buying when they bought radio? Yeah. I don't think they did. You bought the unkempt, hygiene, nonspecific, yeah. ugly, we are the island of misfit toys. gross I mean, mm-hmm. humans of the world. I mean, yes. to, to shower us and put some gel in our hair and wear a collared shirt. I mean, That's you look radio. good, Johnny, but I mean, Thank you're not you. fooling anybody. No, I'm not. Who's been in radio for any amount of time. Looked at myself in the mirror and I said, what are you doing? Wow. Yeah. Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> Oh, is that, the, is that the Jordan drop of the yeah. day? Yeah, I figure it's appropriate here. Yeah. Never rub another man's rhubarb. Batman. From Batman. Yeah. Is that the, is that the original? 1989. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, that was Jack himself right there. And uh, what's his name? Michael Keaton. George, Michael, oh, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yes, yeah. they say sometimes one of the best Batmans. Right? Is the best Batman. Oh, you see it from you, I think. Yep. Yes. Yep, he set the tone for all the other Batmans. Yeah, speaking of uh, setting the tone, the tone for the today. I mean, obviously, yeah. if you uh, you know watched any any news last night, you couldn't uh, escape it. The the well, I mean, this is the second time <clears throat> in the last nine days that we've had a story about a mass shooting in America. Uh, update as of this morning: at least nineteen children and two adults have been killed after a gunman opened fire at Robb Elementary School. New Uvalde, Texas, about 80 miles southwest or just west of San Antonio. Deadliest school shooting since Sandy Hook Elementary. That was uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. When 20 children and six staff members were killed in Newtown, Connecticut. The gunman in uh, Uvalde, an 18-year-old man who was a native of the area, also died after being fatally wounded by police, who responded to the scene. Yeah, he was armed with a handgun and an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. As news of another massacre of innocent little kids in America 
splash across TV networks and the Internet. Uh, some Democrats said enough with your thoughts and prayers and demanded that uh, the Republican colleagues help them pass common sense gun reform legislation. President Biden said, as a nation, we have to ask when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? Senator Chris Murphy, a Democrat who represented Newtown as a congressman, pleaded with lawmakers to take action. I'm here on this floor to beg, to literally get down on my hands and knees, to beg my colleagues, find a path forward here. Work with us to find a way to pass laws that make this less likely. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, called the shooting truly horrific, but rejected Dems' calls for gun reform and instead proposed stepping up security at schools. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton suggested arming teachers as a potential solution. Gun surpassed car accidents as the number one cause of death among children in 2020, jumping nearly 30% between 2019 and 2020. Yesterday's shooting in Texas was the 27th school shooting this year, which means one has occurred roughly every five days. It was also just one of several mass shootings across the country in this past couple of weeks. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 21 people were injured in three shootings in downtown Milwaukee. On May 13th, Buffalo, New York, 10 black people were killed and three wounded in a racist massacre at a supermarket in east side of Buffalo on Saturday, May 14th. In Laguna Woods, California, a day after the Buffalo shooting, a man was killed and four others wounded at a shooting at a Taiwanese church. And this weekend, a man killed a 40-year-old Goldman Sachs employee, Daniel Enriquez, on a moving New York City subway car. What police are calling an unprovoked attack. The suspect was taken into custody yesterday. The NRA is set to host its annual meeting in Houston beginning in, on uh, this Friday. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz are slated to speak. <laughs> the exact timeline is still being pieced together, but the, the shooter sh- shot his grandmother at her home. She's in critical condition. Then crashed his truck through a barrier at the school and went in and started the rampage. They believe he acted alone. It's unclear if the shooter targeted that specific school or if it was just chance, but it does seem like it was premeditated. A former classmate said that he texted him photos of the AR-15 and a bag full of ammo days before the attack. Did that kid go to anybody and say, just so you know, this uh, guy? A social media account that belonged to the shooter showed him teasing the carnage, and his Instagram account was mostly just self selfies and photos of guns. A Texas state senator said the shooter turned 18 just days ago and purchased two assault rifles on his 18th birthday. It's not clear if they were used in the massacre, but there's no indication yet of what the motive might have been. So, uh, 818-955-2955. What, uh, here, here we are. Here we are again. Yeah, again. In the, in the same situation. So what do we do? What actions do we take? If any. I mean, we've had, it seems like I'm having deja vu reading the mm. responses to, to some massacre like this happening. Where it's like, okay, instantly, 
the knee jerk reaction or, or the, 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 when you get something devastating like this happens and you're completely helpless. I guess the, 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 the grasping for control and to, fig- to fix is the reaction. But is it possible? Is it? I mean, is it really? I mean, is this something we need to just like sit down and really think about? Is it the somebody goes? Well, no motive has been, you know, determined, which would be the why? Why this happen? And then well, there's the Frank- how. Like the how? Well, now you're. Seems like the focus is on the how. How did the get? How did the guns get in this guy's hands? That's what I want to know. You just mentioned in, in your news story that on his 18th birthday he purchased two AR-15s. Now, in the state of California, I think we're pretty covered as far as gun. You know, having to you know go through all the proper channels. But in the state of Texas, yeah, I, I really do not we're know. the strictest state. I don't know we're about the strictest. State. I, think, I mean, I think Texas is um, Texas. I mean, I think that's yeah, I, see, I don't, I don't know. know about, it's pretty lenient. I think I don't know, about as far Texas. as guns, I mean, I think you can still have a gun. I think you still have a gun rack. I mean, I, I think so too. I grew up with a with a you, gun you, rack you in shot. my dad's truck. We go hunting and put the guns in the back window. I mean, and that's just where we kept them. And it's it's not an AR-15. He, for, for an 18 year old, he just turned 18 and he buys two AR-15s on his 18th birthday. Now, did they just go all right? Here's what you owe us, and take the money, and that's it? Or is know. there an investigation? Is there does does he get looked at? I say look at everything, just like employers do, Frank. Employers, before they hire you, they, they want – my God, if you want to go rent an Airbnb, you have to give them all of your social media accounts. Why? Because they want to – oh, yes. I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, yes, the ones I've done, you have to you have to do – I mean, you can lie and say, oh, I don't have social media. But for the most part, no, if you're – No, seriously, if you're, I didn't, I've never had to do that on Airbnb. I, I have, and for you have to – For a background check? Yeah, they'll want to look at – like, huh. they want to see sort of who you are – uh, are you coming here and you're coming to come like are you a partier let me see your social media and um you know to to do that employers will look at your social media before they think about hiring you are you Let's only drill- renting party houses i mean i i've never like I've, i'm usually renting like this small like little getaway cabin romantic yeah, I mean, us too. So it's like no one's gonna be having a a party at this little romantic one, one bedroom that <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. That is set up for sex. You know what I mean? It's um, like an anniversary Airbnb. I'm not uh, renting yeah. party houses like you, apparently. Oh, I'm, you, I'm you not know, even I'm a big invited to these things. I'm a closet partier. No, but um, <laughs> yes, I don't like are. You're at a closet party right now. You're on the show. I'm at a closet party mm-hmm. right now. That's what you um, call it. Put closet party on the door. That's what I'm going to do. Closet it'll party. It like, it'll make it seem like a vibe. Um, you know, but employers look at social media accounts, and I think, you know what? I don't know if there's a solve, but at least it's like, Let's drill down and look at this guy. And if I'm selling two AR-15s to an 18-year-old, I'm like, well, just let me look up your your Insta. It's all guns and selfies. And, you know, maybe if we drill down, you go, ah, I don't know, dude. You're not, oh, I have a right to bear arms. It's like the amendment. Yes, that wasn't, they were, when that was written, that wasn't talking about AR-15s. It was talking about a gun to self, for self-protection against the government or against, you know, somebody who breaks into your house. Well, I mean... If it was against no. the government, we're all fighting with muzzleloaders back then, then I guess then we're all you know, on equal playing field. But I guess if, if it's still about fighting the government, I guess you need a little bit more. That's why we're, that's why we're arming Ukraine. Because they didn't. <laughs> it's like, hey, here's your weapons now. So you can fight for yourselves because you couldn't before. I mean, and, I know a million holding, people. And they're holding strong. I, I don't. I mean. Eight one eight nine five five two ninety five five. Johnny, you you got a five year old son. Little Johnny, he's part of the show. He's got his growing pot. It's coming up. You know, seven forty five, fourteen hundred dollars. Sweet, sweetest little kid in the world. And you know, Imagine. my my son turned, you know, eighteen years old 
I had a sense of relief because it's like, you know, you know, I say that was like, I did it. They, they were safe and they made it to adulthood. My biggest fear. And so I had these, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. It's a thought that goes through my head every single day. Because I have, you know, a six-year-old who's got to go to school. And you got to let him go. I can't, yeah. Go to school and the trust and to be safe. And I'll see you when you get home or I'll pick you up. Yeah. And you drive there to pick him up and they're... Those parents who couldn't find him. God. Didn't know where their, his daughter was and asking where the funeral home is. What? But I hugged my kids a little bit tighter last night. Just knowing that, man, there was parents who their whole legacy was gone in one day. <clears throat> I don't know what can be done about this. Background checks need to be done. Absolutely. Background checks need to be a thing. We need to get more of our government involved in the social media that's being posted about these kind of things. Absolutely. Everything I don't know if they're... I, I, I know, uh, when people post stuff, this needs to be looked into right away. This... In both instances, as far as Buffalo goes, as far as yesterday went, even Laguna Woods, there were signs that something was going to happen, and it seemed like nothing was done about it. The signs were missed. Mm. What about this kid's parents? I don't, I don't know if they're really missed. or just Everyone's so far up their own ass that no one's paying attention. I mean, I remember, you know, when, you know, I was... Saying this, I've been I've been doing radio for a long time. It's these shows that every you know it happens. It's like oh, here's another. Unfortunately, yeah. got to come in and do do this show. And uh, I remember when uh, I was saying people just don't know their neighbors and get to know your neighbors because like oh like the the, the terrorists live right next door and it's like they they lived here they went to school here and they were planning something. It's like you don't know who your neighbors are. You know this is. Have we failed each other because we're so far up each other, our own asses? Like we're not really paying attention. We're not a community anymore. We're a, we're a we're a selfie. That's what we've come down to with social media. That you're you're thinking everyone's looking at you and no one's looking at you. Like no. this guy's posting and nobody was looking. So if it gives you some idea when you're posting your pictures, nobody's looking. No. You're not looking at anybody else's. You're worried about the next post you're gonna make. And then the, the, the false information, other people already, conspiracy theorists online <laughs> saying that this is a hoax, like they did about Sandy Hook. Oh, yeah. And what saying those Alex parents Jones actors think of this? And, and the, the burden those parents had. The, the, the gun lobbyists or the anti-gun you know gun lobbyists who are like assuming that every parent of all these kids are going to be on their side now. It's like, we got to get rid of guns. And they're like, well, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm a Texan. And I'm like, no, I'm going to keep my gun and I'm not going to blame guns. But then no one's trying to take that, guns away. They get That's ca- not that kind of burden. 
I mean, I just think it's a, sometimes it's, a, it's the biggest illusion of, of just control. We don't have it. No. I mean, after after nine eleven, and you go to the airport, and they made you take off your shoes and your belt, and you get and they had this newfangled machine that you got into, and you raised your arms, and it woof, woof, and you stepped out, and you felt safe. Then you get a report from the TSA that says equal amount of stuff got through that stuff. It was just all a big show, so you could have some sense of comfort. Your family can't get you at the gate anymore, but you feel more comfortable because you feel safer because they can't, really? Because there's... So you're going to put policies in place? I mean, for me, last night, I mean, it's, it's Mental Health Month. There's so many issues in this country that if you go back, to, if we don't look at the how did he get a gun, how, 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 why, why, why? There ha- there's a mental disconnect here. There's mental health is a huge issue. Our homeless issue can be linked and focused on mental health. These shooters can be linked and probably focused on mental health. If we were going to do anything as a, as a nation, let's focus on that. Mm-hmm. Well, that, we've had that made, goes we've back had, to medical care, Frank. But that I mean, goes back to medical care. Well, I mean, maybe not all medical care. Well, I mean, some people I, can't I, afford if, medication. But if I have cancer, can... that doesn't put me on the street. If I have cancer, that's not putting me a gun in my hand and me shooting up in elementary school. I mean, it's like, no. I mean, mental health care might... If, well, if there's some way to make that available. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Not that's all universal health care. I'm talking about no, no, no. That's, 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 when, you get, that's when you get screwed. You go, that's health care. It's like, no, I'm talking about this specifically. Mm-hmm. You want to look at Correct. the why? The why is mental health. Mm-hmm. There are people who can't, who need medication that can't afford to go to the doctor to stay on medication. Well, or they just, they, they can't. I mean, the, the other day, I was talking about a friend of mine. He's dead now. He was 46 years old, and he had bipolar. And so he would disappear for days, and he was, you know, an alcoholic. He would disappear for days, and he wouldn't know where he was. Then he'd come back. It's like when he had his episodes, he would, he he could recognize it, but then he would just leave, and and he was, and he, he wasn't himself, and he didn't want anybody... Uh, us to know or to be to know that about him and he was a danger yeah got to hurt himself several times he he drove off the road with his with his family in the car and left them for dead and ran off into the woods and was gone for several days and his family knew he had problems they put him in treatment centers for the alcohol abuse they were treating the alcohol, and, he, and he'd go in there, and, and he cleaned up on that, and then he'd come back out. But they never treated the bipolar. And that, that was the issue. So in, the, in this case, the, the alcoholism is, is like the gun in this case, or the, you know, him being a danger was having that ability to, 
when he had episodes use that. Yeah. But the but the bipolar was never addressed, and I don't know if it was. And even though, looking back and being the armchair quarterback, his mother had issues, you know. And his family never did anything about it, and just tried to push him off on other people because they didn't want to deal with it anymore. And I think that's where the responsibility needs to be. Is going back to family. If you know somebody in your family has the capability or possibility or or sickness, you have to be responsible for them. And I think maybe that's where we start. And and being responsible means being accountable. And the punishment and the the consequence is spread out over the family. Because I think if, I know, Heidi, you don't have a relationship with your brother anymore, but if you were held accountable for something that he would do, you may, you maybe would, or you maybe would get to know him better and inform authorities about something he might be doing, as opposed to ignoring it and letting it go and going, ah, he's out of my life. He's somebody else's problem now. Yeah, where. Where I don't know if this guy, this eighteen-year-old kid, had brothers and sisters. I know he had a grandma. Was he living with his grandma? Was his parents? I have no idea about his backstory. But to yeah. put the responsibility on the family to go, it's up to you. Don't push this off on the rest of us. It is a mental health issue. You, you, he has guns on his eighteenth birthday. You, you know he's no, that's on you. We don't know him. Your family knows you, whether you love them or you hate them. You get along or you don't. You know the people in your family who need help. That's the inner circle stuff. That's the stuff, yeah, that was everybody's so ashamed to talk about outside. We don't want everybody to know that, that, that Timmy's crazy. We don't want his friends to know. So we're going to hide it from him. He's just a fun guy. But that's the thing with bipolar. They're like, great. They're super duper people on their high. Mm-hmm. Another low, it's super low, dark and dark. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, ranting. Hold on, hold on. Don't apologize. Trust. I don't think any of us know what to do. All right. <clears throat> Everybody run for your lives. Here comes the cash for right. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it, it's... Oh, the show. Sahara. Text the word Sahara. S-A-H-A-R-A. Sahara to 68683 right now. Text Sahara to 68683. Three shot to win our daily $2,000. Standard data messaging rates apply. Whatever. You have more shots to win every hour on the 20s. Good luck. <clears throat> All right. People are calling in. 818-955-2955 is the number. Let's see who's going to hold the longest. It looks like it's uh, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Frank. Heidi. Everybody. How you guys doing today? Um, Pretty sad. Yeah. I guess that's a dumb question. It's all right. Um, so, did. Growing up in Texas, I've always been an advocate of guns. Um, 
being raised by parents from California, I've always been in favor of control, being background checks and everything like that. But my main concern is, does it stop at guns? Just a month prior to this, um, actually at my alma mater high school in Belton, Texas, um, a kid was stabbed to death. And, you know, 17 years old and his life gets snuffed out. So, I mean, it's, it's on the same side of where does it stop when it comes to the violence? Where does it stop with the control? I guess well, I think the, you're, I think the, to the big counter argument. Yeah, it's it's back to Frank's point, and it's uh, it's um, mental health is a big issue. Now, the difference between mm-hmm. a knife and an AR-15 is a knife might do some damage, absolutely, but an AR-15 is I can just oh, slaughter a, a war machine, a war machine for sure. Correct, and who needs a war machine? Who? I have the right. One hundred percent. Why do you need that? Why do you? Well, I'm sending vibes your guys' way, Frank. Much love. Thank you for opening yourself up like that. I know it can be hard. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Let's see. Sean is next. Hello, Sean. Hey. Good morning. I'm sorry to hear about your friend, Frank. Um, I understand what everybody's saying about mental health. But I'm going to say something that's much more scarier because we blame we we as people we look for a reason why these things happen, and the scariest part is sometimes just sometimes people do things because that's it. There's do you know till this day they still have absolutely no reason why the uh, the Las Vegas shooter did what he did. He had no mental issue. I know that's what we want to believe because it's too scary to think about the other thing, that there are humans out here who don't give a damn, who wants to be famous. This kid, I can get, I, I bet you anything, you know, he killed 19 kids. He wanted to beat the record from, 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 from Connecticut. Senior. That was his motive, probably. This kid could have been sane as you or me, and we. But we need to have. But we need something. We need to blame something. Why? Why? And you can't keep blaming mental health because there are some people out there who truly have mental health problems. These people are just insane. And there are some Period. people who are just evil. Mental health. If that you're is. insane, you yeah, probably shouldn't is. be able to buy yeah. a gun. You probably shouldn't be Correct. on the streets. Well, he he's able to. He was able to do what he did. He was able to pass his thing. And then, honestly, gun control, I agree. I, I agree with background checks. But gun control, the way they're talking about it, you're only going to take the guns away from the people who might be able to protect you because you name me a gun, you name me a gangbanger that's going to turn in their gun if they decide to have gun control. Right. Thank you, Sean. People will always find a way. I mean, look at the drinking and driving. And drugs. I mean, I mean, you can get your license taken away, and you can't drive a car because you got too many DUIs. But that's not going to stop somebody. You can still drive a car. You can still drive it. Yeah. You're still going to get behind the wheel. And somebody said there should be a tiers of accessibility based on the prospective damage a weapon can cause. So a pistol, fine. AR-15 should require like sixteen hundred hours of safety training. Yeah. Right. They're military weapons. I mean, I guess, yeah, if you're yeah. going to train to drive a car. Or a motorcycle. Or a motorcycle. Yeah, a motorcycle, you can get licensed in a weekend. But I can't just go get a, yeah, right. But I mean, but just you, because you can't I have you a, can go to a course, yeah. it's a two-day course over the weekend. Now, yeah. a driving course, 
you have to, I think it's a little bit more extensive than that. Then obviously, if you're going to get your pilot's license, it's more extensive yeah. than that. So Correct. if you're driving a semi, you got to have a, a whatever class. Yeah, you got to take a whole C class to drive that size of a vehicle yeah. out on the streets the guns, because you're driving yeah, a giant vehicle. It's I agree with that. I agree. Ridiculous. So yeah, that's a, that's a great idea to make, you know. The unfortunate part you is can't when commit, when, you can't purchase. You can't commit to the sixteen hundred hours of training. When people mm-hmm. are writing these laws or putting them together, they they like to do it with all these fillers in between, and then uh, nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. That's the problem. That there's all this filler stuff in there that probably doesn't need to be in there, and then nobody wants to pass it because it's just too. Three uh, says mental health care is free and available. Unfortunately, they have to go voluntarily, so they don't go in progressively, and they progressively get worse. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I think there should be the ability of a family to go ahead and have somebody committed. Maybe you build, spend the eighty billion dollars that, like you say, we sent to the Ukraine and we need. Yeah, so, but spend that on you know the, the 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 mental health part of the law enforcement. How they were saying after the the um, George Floyd, where it's like if you had somebody out there who was the the mental health expert, and then you had the, the, the backup him. of the cops who are armed in case you know things get out of hand, then you know try to figure stuff out. Create that, put that out there where it's like okay, I I'm worried about this kid. He needs to be committed, yep. and and you can't have somebody committed. There's penalties for false committing. <laughs> they obviously the interview happens. You go to a job and somebody complains that you at work, and you go to what? HR. HR. Yeah. HR. What? Does an investigation? Uh, yep. They call you in. They get they hear the stories from everybody. So they'll call everybody from the family in, and and then all that information they're collecting from everybody at work is private information. You're never going to be exposed that you said this per, about this person at work or wherever that might be. And then they talk to the person's being accused, and then they go, um, okay, and they make their assessment. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a false accusation. But then the person who made the false accusation is probably going to have to leave the company as opposed to the person who was accused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have that when it comes to mental health care where it's like, okay, you are ser- seriously concerned, then, yeah, put your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. and have that person committed. Mm-hmm. Voluntarily, it's, yeah, right. they're over 18. Can't, you can't get them to go. Yeah. Well, then that needs to change. It's like, no, take this person. I'm telling you, take that you will see what I see. I think keep them around enough, keep them in there for a week, feed them, and, 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 and you'll see what I see, and then maybe get them on the right track, maybe get them on the right medication. I think we'll find out a lot more as, obviously, they do their investigation now. But, I mean, as far as this kid goes, it, I, I, there was no mention of the parents. Where are the parents? Yeah. Lived with his grandma. Yeah, he, uh, he did he live with his grandma, or did he go to his grandma's house and shoot her? I we don't know if he, I mean, right. Yeah, there's so many things that we we can assume about this kid, but I mean, I think me going down the mental health road is not an ass- uh, road is not an assumption. No, 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 like, no, no, no. Obviously, he anybody who was on the other side of this, and, yeah. and he was 18 years old. The kid who was in Buffalo was 18 years yeah. old. Yeah, he was in Buffalo or manifesto based off, you know, basically the false information that's, that's being put out there about um, um, replacement theory. Yeah, and things like that. And then you have, you know, Tucker Carlson, who's talking about that same kind of thing on, on Fox, most watched show on cable television. <laughs> that you're getting in this 18 year old mind is just as, just as malleable as your great grandma's mind, who is online, you know, thinking, did you hear that? Oh, no, oh, no. It's like, I mean, how about more accountability for, for false news? 
for clickbait, for stuff that isn't true. I mean, again, we've always had like the Inquirer and the Daily News or whatever that was, and they'd always get sued by celebrities because they were just full of it. And they were, they'd yeah. make so much money, but it's like, okay, it's it's a. We all know it was it, it was. Yeah. Ridiculous lies. Elvis wasn't spotted in Nebraska to Burger yeah. King. I mean, but that was, but this is so different. This is really truly disguised as news. It looks and, like And news. there needs to be accountability on that side. There has to be. I agree. All right. We are going to take your calls. Uh, so Dennis, Greg, Dan, Austin, Grub, Mike, Bob, Steve, everybody who's calling in right now, uh, keep it, uh, stay there. We will take your calls. I mean, do I come back with birthdays in the history quiz or just, uh, just push it till yeah we can those push can wait until till the end of, push end it until we like you know do it. talk about the people want to talk about it we're yeah, gonna talk yeah. about it and this yeah. is like one of them absolutely one, one of those them days. days yeah and so uh, yeah the map goes out maybe the we'll do some traffic and I'll come back with uh, some birthdays and then we'll get then we'll continue with your uh, your discussion here eight one eight nine five five two ninety five five you want to text show text HF and then your comments to six eight six eight three this is the Heidi and Frank show. Back to traffic update on 95.5 KLOS. If you do celebrate your birthday today here on the 25th of May, you celebrate with Allie Raisman. She's turning 28, a two-time Olympic gymnast. She took three gold medals, two silvers, and a bronze from London and Rio. Joe King, founder and lead guitar player from the phrase 42. My name is Earl, and who was it? <laughs> uh, Ethan Suffley, Earl's brother Randy, is turning 46 years old. Uh, friend of the show, Jamie Kennedy, is 52. Let's see, Mike Myers is turning 59 years old. Paul Weller, behind uh, the Jam and the Style Council, is turning 64. Still put up the Scorpions. Scorpions lead singer Klaus Mine is 74. Voice hasn't changed a bit. Speaking of voices, he's the voice of the original puppeteer and the original puppeteer Fozzie Bear, Cookie Monster, Bert, Grover, Animal, Miss Piggy, and Yoda. Frank Oz is turning 78 years old. He did all of those? Yep. Oh my goodness. He also directed The Dark Crystal, Little Shop of Horrors, Trigger Rotten Scandals, and What About Bob? I did not realize that. Wow. Yeah, talented guy. Multi talented genius. Leslie Uggams, starting 79. Joe Hura, Star Trek, and Blind Al in the Deadpool movies. Sir Ian McKellen is 83. Gandalf in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings movies. And today. Buddy, I know you would like to be a little more celebrating on National Wine Day. I mean, well, we'll you know, be sure. happy to celebrate, but uh, yeah. No. Today is National Wine Day. Well, normally I would do the uh, history quiz here, but let's just go back to some calls uh, talking about uh, yesterday's uh, events in Texas. Uh, let's go to. Let's see, I'm just going to who's been on hold the longest. So if you're on hold, hold, I'll get to you. I've got Austin. Hello, Austin. Hey, guys. Hey, Austin. Hey, Austin. Uh, so I might ruffle some feathers with this one, but I am a teacher. And I, my thoughts are no one's going to go into a police station and start shooting at a police station because everyone there has a gun. So maybe the possibility of letting teachers have guns, obviously under extremely strict regulations, 
But then that way, teachers are allowed to defend their students. Because I know I would lay down my life for a student, but I'd be a hell of a lot happier if I could do it and shoot back at the person. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that that, that ruffles people's feathers and people don't want to talk about that. Because, like, well, what if a teacher turns on a student? And it's like, yes, I'm not saying that that can't happen. I don't think it will. I don't know any teacher who would even want to, you know, you used to be allowed to hit students and you're not allowed to hit students anymore. And you don't really hear about teachers hitting students. So I, the odds of a teacher turning on a student and using their gun on a student, I think is far, far lower than someone just going into a school and mass shooting. And, but you are in the teacher's lounge, Austin. You, you know, all the other teachers, right? Yeah. Would you want all those teachers to be armed? I mean, well, no, and that's knowing the thing, who like, they are, I mean, knowing them on a personal level, do you think that's okay? I think Tina should have a gun or maybe Tina should. <laughs> I can, I see what you're saying. And honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't see any teachers, at least at my school that I don't think should have a gun. Any teacher who I don't think should have a gun, I think is that teacher who'd like, well, I don't want one anyways. As an, like, I'm not saying it's a regulation that teacher has to have a gun. It's just they have the option to. But then it's where do you have the gun? Do you have it in, locked into your desk? Is it in a, a Absolutely. A, 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 locked, safe, in a key. That's a combination and a key lock. Like, it would be the strictest, most regulated thing. Okay. And it could only be brought out if there is an active shooter on school. Okay. But at least then there's something. There's something to defend these kids or you with. could you could okay. barricade your classroom door and stay safe and if he does break in do or have protection uh what uh what grade do you teach austin seventh grade seventh grade mm-hmm. yeah well thanks for doing what you do thanks man. for doing what you do absolutely i can't even imagine sure yeah absolutely i'm glad you love your job too a lot of, a lot yes. of teachers don't and those kids i do it's it's the best job in the world i mean they're frustrating they're little monsters but like you know it's it's still the most fun i could ever have as a and when you connect i'm sure it means so much when you finally do reach one you make them understand yeah well and we're gonna have to have a long talk today i'm sure about yesterday's events so absolutely open that open that discussion don't hide it thank you yep absolutely and that's the thing too it's like we we had the pandemic and all the kids went home to do homeschooling, and and that had such you know obviously social and mental damage on a lot of kids. Lost two years of their life. And the urge to go back to school. Let's go back to school. Let's get ready. You know, and and now they're back. And two days before school gets let let out there in Texas, this happens. So because we had that two year run of at-home school or some different form of school than we ever grew up with, is that something that would be considered going back to? Where it's like the, uh, a homeschooling regimen. Like, you know, you don't need to go to, to college to actually go to a campus. You can take home courses and get your degree. I mean, you see those, you know, commercials all the time. So is that something that's going to be yeah. mainstream now? I don't think I'd put my kid in school if it was me. I just, if I know me you and I know if I would homeschool them. Yeah, I would, I mean, yeah, I would get... I just wouldn't. But then I'm there was the thinking. damage of that. And maybe there's that that's partly to blame as well. Where it was like, what kind of impact did that have? They said, yeah, we've had more shootings this time around. But it's like, okay, so that there's so many people that I know that were affected mentally, negatively from the lockdowns and the pandemic. And, and their life has changed because of it completely. Yeah, right. And when you're 18, you'd like to think, yeah, you're an adult. But I, I know 18-year-olds who, you know, even though legally on paper they're an adult, nah. 
Mm. No, you're, you're not quite there yet as far you're, as you, you know you're 18, so you know it's like, I'm an adult. And oh, I did Heidi's, Heidi's kid voice. I'm an adult. That's right. It's like, yeah, it's like, no. You had to, yeah. No, you're, you're not quite yet. You're a kid. Better recognize that. Now, just, now I guess it's time to take a break. So uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm wanting to get to everybody, and I will if you have the patience. Uh, somebody's like, 26 minutes, F you, and they just hung up on me. They've been hold for 26 minutes. And yeah, I, I understand. I, I appreciate everybody ask. calling in to talk about it. So if you have the patience, please uh, stay on hold, and I will get to your call. 818-955-2955. We are Heidi and Frank. Live from the Morongo Casino Studios, it's the Heidi and Frank Show on 95.5 KLOS and KLOS HD1. Los Angeles. Frank Show. Unfortunately, we are uh, talking about the shooting in Texas yesterday. And uh, what uh, what your thoughts are? Uh, so we're going to the phones eight one eight nine five five two ninety five five. We have Mike on line six. Hello, Mike. Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Well, it's one of the days, you know. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. So, uh, actually, I have a really good buddy of mine. I'm uh, from South Texas, actually, just a couple hours south of San Antonio. And uh, one of my good buddies from San Antonio, you know, his family was. Uh, directly impacted by the events that went on. <clears throat> Did you talk to him this morning or last night? Uh, no, not this morning. But, yeah, I was uh, I was messi- messaging back and forth with him yesterday. And, uh, you know, his family's just really going through it. So your buddy is a, is a, a, a relation to actually one of the, the victims? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't want to put, yeah. you know, their family's going through it. I don't want to put anybody's name out there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, my buddy's from San Antonio. His, uh, some of his family's spread out all through the area right there. And, uh, you know, some somebody's over there. And, so uh, yeah. It, uh, <clears throat> but I, but, you know, I, I don't think it's a gun issue. I don't. Granted, I, I'm not, I'm not fully against, uh, you know, uh, background checks and everything like that. I mean, that's perfectly fine. I think, uh, you know, the the tier system of, uh, you know, oh, you want a pistol or a shotgun? Here, just uh, you know, background check. Here's a few days. You want a, you want an AR-15? You know, a 10-day waiting or something like that. That yeah, that's that's all fine. Um, but you know, I, I think it comes down to people. If bad people will do bad things. They'll find a way to do bad things. And uh, I think it's, you know, if, if you have the means to defend yourself, you know, you'll, you'll get people second-guessing it, guessing themselves. Uh, so, I'm, you know, Army teachers could be a possibility. But, mm. you know, I think we need to uh, – I think we need to put a better, like, defense infrastructure into these schools, man. Have the doors be able to deadbolt, be able to lock, bulletproof windows, you know, possibly even, like, you know, an escape room in every class. You know, it's these. These are our children. These are are, are they not worth the money to save? Yeah, you know, we just talked about hey, a couple Mike, weeks thank ago. Thank you so much for calling in, buddy. Thank you so much. We talked about how important children. Are. Now, I'm not going to bring the abortion topic into this. I'm only going to get into it this way, and say 
two weeks ago we talked about how you know life is important and life begins at conception and abortion should be illegal we should not kill these children let's say and however you feel on that but if you're if you're one of those people who feels that way then you have to care once they're here you have to say maybe we do need to put more money into the school system we've got to find it isn't that there where, where's all that lottery money going that's supposed to go to the schools? so to his point yes schools should i mean it's sad to think oh my god metal detectors at school and bulletproof windows that's not how we were raised that's not how, well yeah times are not the same so if we really do care about these children then we've got to care about them after they're born too and we don't seem to we got a text from uh, 626 says, I'm a kindergarten teacher, and because of COVID, I've been keeping my classroom doors open to allow for fresh air. Now oh, I'm going back yeah. to keeping my doors closed and locked. It's pathetic. Hmm. These kids can't catch a break. All right, let's see. Uh, like I said, I was going in order. I've been on hold the longest. Uh, Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Uh, morning, guys. Another horrible day. Um, yeah. You know, laws are fine for law-abiding citizens. I mean, murders against the law, and it doesn't stop people. Um, so the it sounds like this conversation's already started that I wanted. You're not going to get rid of guns. You're not going to get rid of mental health issues, and you're not going to keep guns out of the mentally ill's hands. So what are we going to do to protect our kids? That's where the focus has to be right now. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, like, what would you compare it to? I mean, like, okay, you're not going to prevent people from having pools. You're not going to prevent people from having, uh, you know, uh, so you got to make kids wear life jackets or, or, or something. So you're saying, look, at, you're saying focus yeah. on the protection of the child because you're not going to get rid of the other stuff that's the danger to the child. Well, do, I think well, focus on that's a possible that's danger, that's right? Right. But at the same time, we're working on these other issues, the gun and the mental health. The first thing we have to do is protect the children in the schools. I don't know if arming teachers is the answer. I mean, we can do that. We can turn the schools into fortresses, maybe a smaller team of trained people uh, designated to stop these things. I don't know the answer. I want to start the conversation. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Next mm -hmm. is Greg. Hello, Greg. Hi, Frank. Hello, Greg. Uh, you know, buddy, I'm right there with you on the mental health issues. Um, but there are a lot of people running around who are diagnosed, and they get so good at hiding it from society that they can, you know, they can just skate right through and get anything they want, especially guns. I know because I live with one. <laughs> but I'm saying, um, if those you know, people, the, others, but the thing, Greg, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to understand. If uh, if those people are so good at hiding it from society, they're not, I don't feel like those people are the ones that want to go out and do something like what happened yesterday. It's like if they're, well, if they're wanting to hide their mental illness and... and, and well, like you said with your friend, well, Frank, there are moments when you are he not having off. an episode where you're very charming, very, you know, eye, fo right. eye contact. And exactly you right, Very, Heidi. very charming to get your way. So then you get your gun, and then you have an episode. Right, right. He gun. would leave. Yep. He would leave for three days. Exactly. That's what he's doing. Okay, that's yeah, right. If he had his yeah. guns, that's where well, he would go. He wouldn't do it when he's like The other sane. point was drugs. You know, yeah. people get on drugs and they do crazy things. That's true. Very true. Thank you, Greg. But I'll bring up the point once again that th there was a lot of signs that something could happen with each of these individuals who went into these places and, and shot them up. There were signs.
Yeah, I just looked at this kid's Instagram. I'm not going to say his name, the the, the, the evil shooter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> During the break, I looked at his Instagram, and it's um, he posted and the DMs pic- yeah. that he that he sent to people that he didn't even know with pictures of his guns. You got to respect my guns. I yeah. got a secret. What that what's about to happen? All this stuff, and it's like, yeah, if you get that, if you get a DM from somebody like that, absolutely reach would out you, to Instagram. Would you, were you down I mean, with having like the artificial intelligence? It's getting to a point where, you know, the algorithm is working to boost your post. There's certain things the algorithm looks for that's like, you know, you don't know how it works. Like, how do I get more more views or how do I get more likes or how do I get more, you know, more exposure? In this case, why would you be down with the AI being able to red flag you based off it uh, already does. how many gun pictures? Anytime, but, I but say, I think, any, anytime I say COVID or vaccine in a mm-hmm. post or anything, instantly there's a little thing that pops up that says, uh, you know, COVID-19 information, right. click here for more, you know, to follow up with more information. So instantly, I mean, yeah, they, so that's they can already the, do it. But it's probably going to be the next step say this for for anything um, that's gun related yeah. or anything like that. Where it's like be, threatening, now. threatening words. I mean, I think that some of them. Um, uh, yeah, posts will get taken down. Yeah. But it, is it the responsibility? I think remember that shooting was and Apple didn't want to give the information up. The, oh, right. With the, the investigation yeah, yeah. of the shooting that happened here in California and yes, yes. San Bernardino. Bernardino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it like, I mean, it almost is like you're going to be watched. Is it okay? Are we saying, you know, let's let's be watched? So everyone's getting watched? Like you're going to be yes. on social media? Yeah. And red flags are going to pop up? Yeah, absolutely. And those social red media, flags are investigated? It's a public thing. It's a public, okay. I mean, if I post something with a song a lot of people that... Don't like that. Is it licensed? I get an email from Instagram. Your post was taken down. A song was yeah. used, and and you get the alerts, and they take it down. They're they're watching and listening, so that's fine. But watch and listen for the stuff that actually really does matter. Watch for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like not oh well, girlski. You can kind of see her nipple through her shirt. Post is taken down. <laughs> X rated. Really? Yeah. That's the big problem in America. I reposted the pic, uh, the video of me and Wee Man, Wee yeah. Man hitting me. It was taken down, and they won't put it back up. On my social media, it was okay on uh, on the Heidi and Frank social media, but on my social media, it was taken down because uh, it's it's kind of showing se- it's a sexual thing. I have no idea. It was like uh, that was like, like uh, the rules and guidelines, the standards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. it was taken down. Like why same thing you with like you know this kind of stuff. Me saying, hey, you know, put up, go go buy Frankation and marijuana sales. And yeah, like we, it's against our policy to sell marijuana, and that's legal in California. Yeah. but obviously other people can see this, so you can't. Definitely. Technically, sell through ad sales. No, correct. Oh, let's see. Who's next? Uh, sorry, uh, Dan. It's been uh, twenty-eight minutes. Hello, Dan. Dan is a teacher. Hi. How are you guys? Good morning. Well, then, days. Right. Okay. Um, I'm an elementary teacher in a uh, less affluent area, and uh, since coming, I love my job and teaching for. 10 years, but uh, in the last year, it's been the worst year we've ever had. Um, the students are super low. Their social, um, um, how they interact with each other seems like it's off from what it used to be. <clears throat> and then the second thing is, I feel like everyone's dropping the ball all around. If there's a problem, you bring it up to the principals, falls on deaf ears. I feel like the principals are afraid of the people higher up from them because then their school looks like it's bad. And then the people who are in charge of the districts are um, <clears throat> afraid of getting, you know, taken over by some other governing body, you know? Right. Wow. And then I think and, there's a lot of fear of the parents, like, uh, going in there and saying, you know, 
getting somebody fired. Right. And it's like, you know, everyone's just passing the buck. There's like a kid who has a problem. You bring it up to the parents. Most likely the parents are not involved, right? Mm -hmm. So the parents are not the people to take something, uh, some kind of, you know, matters into their own hands. And you can't do anything about, about it other than that. Thank you, Dan, for calling in and giving us that insight. Thank you so much. Uh, Trying. (laughs) Let's see, we got uh, Nick. Hello, Nick. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, uh, Uh, thanks for being patient. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Heavy on that surge stuff. Anyway, uh, um, I just want to make one point about the uh, media discrepancies that we have nowadays. There was a thing called the Fairness Act that was implemented by the Congress in 1949, and it, it uh, required uh, media outlets, you know, TV, radio, newspapers, all that, to adhere to reporting things that are fact-based. And um, that... That uh, it was one of those things where the Congress has to vote on it every six years or whatever to keep it going. Well, they decided to let it expire in 1987. And 1987 is right around the time when Rupert Murdoch became a citizen of this country solely to expand his empire by being able to buy TV, radio stations, all that kind of stuff, because you can't buy a lot of the media things unless you're a a citizen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they let it expire in 87. And now we've got Fox News. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you, Nick. I mean, yeah, that's uh, factual. I don't know why that would ever want to expire. Hey, we got to, you know, be, you know, journalism has to have some kind of dignity. And so we're yeah. only going to report the facts. We're not going to, you know. And then, I mean, I was, I was watching, you know, uh, Candy on Hulu based on a true story. And it says that, you know, when, you're, when it starts the show, it's like, based on a true story. This is not all factual. Like, when you're watching this, it's like something's been impl- implemented into this story for, you know, uh, dramatic purposes to right. help the story go along. composite of people. And so, yeah, it's not all factual. Because it's based on a true story, and I had to tell you it wasn't all factual. So you wouldn't think that. So you wouldn't leave there going, my God, this is exactly, that's exactly what, happened. what happened. Right. And they had to put that on there because I don't know if that's a law that you have to put it on there because you've taken liberties with the story. You've like mm-hmm. exaggerated the facts artistic a little bit. Artistic license. Or, yeah. Or yeah, artistic license. But you have to tell people you did it. Right. There's no regulation when it comes to the internet and people just posting anything and blogging anything. Any asshole can write anything they want. Right. And it happens. You get a whole audience of assholes. On the news. News. I mean, look at our audience. <laughs> Kidding. Well, I love you all. Some more than others. Some more than others. No. Absolutely. All right. We got, uh, let's see, Tim. Hello, Tim. Hi. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. All right. Um, so I think you should uh, create create a, like a, like build schools first, like with security fences, uh, like a prison, so to speak. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and coupled with a couple with like like a security team consisting of a team lead, like, like two wing people. Guards? Well, yeah, kind of, sort of, but you know, security team, 
and one monitoring a bank of cameras uh, or security, you know, closed circuit TV views of the, of the campus. You know, and it, nobody's going to want to try and uh, uh, infiltrate that. I mean, I mean, I mean that, as, that, as, as that pathetic is, as that uh, sounds. That is an idea, but it seems like, yeah, as far as, like, wanting to, I guess, maybe that's where we're headed. I don't know. It's just that I, the idea that you want to have the that the world that you grew up with. I mean, I just don't understand, right. like, I didn't grow up and hear about this kind of stuff. I was never scared no. to go to school. No. Only if I didn't study for a test that I knew we were having. Yeah. Other than that, that's the only thing you should ever be scared about when you're going to school. It's like, oh, darn it, I forgot to study for that test I know we're having, and now I'm scared to go to school this morning. But that's the only reason you should be scared. It should be a well, place this, that you see your friends, and it's fun. And This school, the, the, the kid who went in there, he drove through the fence with yeah, his vehicle. a barrier. Yeah, he drove, mm-hmm. he drove through the barrier. So, I mean... As far as like that goes, I don't know. Obviously, I think we all know that if you want to get over a wall, you can get over a wall. If yeah. that's what your main intention is, you're gonna make it happen. But I do like the idea of putting uh, security at these schools. Like I wouldn't mind if if it came down to having to put individ- the, uh, I mean, a whole crew in there to protect these kids. I'm all for it. Right. I'm all for it. Get the fun. Find the funding. The ex-military, if we, if military. we can find funding for all this other crap, we can find the funding for that. How about the military? How about soldiers who come home and can't find jobs? Exactly. Exactly. Put our vets to work. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. Uh, yeah. But... Taking care of our vets. Mm-hmm. This could go hand in hand. Like these kids who witnessed this happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who witnessed this. I mean, battlefield stuff. Yeah. I think Brian Biden said that. It's like, it's like, this is something they're going to live with the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. These kids have an experience, like, mm-hmm. what guys experience on the battlefield. Those guys experience on the battlefield come back, and they're, they're different, and they're changed forever. Yeah. Right. And, and they have and, a mature, yeah. and a then develop, the fully developed to help mind. them, you know, help them fix themselves afterwards. It doesn't happen. No. We drop the ball there as well. There's so many. They seem to care about we the fo- unborn. Yeah, we were focused on the uh, That's it. important stuff. Like castroids. Everybody yeah. run for your lives. It's castroid coming. NASA is your word. N A S A. NASA. 68683. Text it right now. NASA 68683 for your shot to win our daily $2,000. Standard data messaging rates apply. Local KLS winners only. More shots to win every hour on the 20th. Good luck. Um. <clears throat> Jordan, you want to play the audio of uh, Governor uh, Greg Abbott from Texas? This is him announcing what was what was happening at the time. Is that what the audio you have? Yeah, yeah. This is him addressing it. So his first uh, public announcement from it. What happened in Uvalde is a horrific tragedy that cannot be tolerated uh, in the state of Texas. The shooter was uh, Salvador Romas, an 18-year-old male who resided in Uvalde. It's believed that he abandoned his vehicle and entered into the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde with a handgun, and he may have also had a rifle. He shot and killed horrifically, incomprehensibly, 14 students and killed a teacher. He himself is deceased. It's believed that responding officers killed him. It appears that two responding officers were struck by rounds but have no serious injuries. We're in the process of obtaining detailed background information on the subject, his motive, the types of weapons used, the legal authority to possess them, 
and conduct a comprehensive crime scene investigation and reconstruction and identify and interview all witnesses and provide victim services and other support as needed. Since then, the number was 19 children. Yeah, so there's five yes. others who died at the hospitals. And it was AR-15s that he bought on his uh, 18th birthday, legally. Uh, let's see. Let's take one more call before we go to break. It's uh, David. Hello, David. Oh, well, hi, guys. Um, I, I just wanted to talk about gun control just a little bit more here because I, I hear a lot of Americans. I, I'm an American, but I hear a lot of Americans talking about how gun control won't work. And I've heard uh, people say, too, and, and including a friend of mine, say that uh, gun control didn't work in Australia. And I don't know where they get that information. I spent 25 years of my life living in Australia, and it works. I mean, it'd be about every four or five years you'd hear of someone shooting one other person with a gun. And then a religious fanatic may be driving their car over a couple of people. But gun control does work. It might take longer in America. It might be more difficult. But when people say it didn't work in Australia, they're wrong because I was there. Yeah, there are a lot of countries where they don't Thanks. have this sort of Thank thing. you, David. That is we one of the stats. Me. I mean, when we talk about mental health and we talk about mass shootings or school shootings in particular, uh, do we think that no other countries have mental health issues? Because <laughs> since 2009, the United States has had 288 school shootings. The next highest number is Mexico with eight. Wow. In the past 23 years. So, I mean... If we think it's just mental health, it can't just be mental health. That's true. Jordan makes a great point because there's mental health problems all over the country. All, all over, over the world. The world. world. I think that's, right. that's, that speaks culturally then. Yeah. When you look at uh, teaching morality and family and, and being in care. I mean, it's, it's a really, really a selfie nation. Everybody's so far up their own asses. Mm-hmm. You're over there on the couch on your phone. You're not watching what your kids are doing because they're on their phone. And you're more worried about what everyone's going to think about you and your posts and what your kid's actually posting. You're probably not even following your kid. If you're following your kid, <laughs> you're just skipping through it because you're not looking at anybody else's posts but your own anyway. Do you think you're so damn important? It's a joke. It's, it's an absolute joke. Yeah, maybe it's like put your phones down for 48 hours. Could you do that, America? And when it comes to social media and actually have conversations with your immediate around you, your friends, your family, your get to know that neighbor, get your face out of your phone. Can you do it? Pay attention. Don't look up from your phone when something like this happens and goes, what are we going to do? How did we not know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or then go to Because you were learning how to Photoshop. That's how you didn't know. Then you go right to social media to complain about everything. You were depressed that you didn't get more hearts on that, uh, that, that picture of yours. Jesus Christ. All right, uh, we're going to come back with some more calls. We're going to get some traffic right now from Aki. What's going on, Aki? Hang on. Heidi and Frank are back. Right here. Right here. Right now. Right now. On Southern California's rock station, 95.5 KLOS. Yeah. 
Frank Show. Yeah, we just kind of opened the discussion today since we started the show about the uh, the the 19 kids and two adults at the elementary school in Texas yesterday and that uh, horrible horrible shooting. And people uh, are calling in with uh, their their ideas, basically just an open discussion. I'm not here to argue with anybody about what they be- yeah. believe or think. I mean, no one really has an answer. I mean, we're all just looking for some some way to make things better or safer. I'm not saying it's completely going to go away. I mean, not to. Re- you said you didn't want to bring up the abortion issue. It's like I don't bring the vaccine issue either. But it was like you know, it's like we're looking for something. It's like it doesn't say you're not going to get it. It's not going to go away. It's just something that's going to make it safer, a little bit better. And so the vaccine was an option. A lot of people are like, no, I'm not going to do that. I got to do that. So it was like, whatever. You know, it's like we're not going to be able to get on the same page about everything. But what can we do universally to make it a little bit safer? Background checks are probably the easiest one. You know, it's like, okay, make them a little bit more strict. And I don't know if you saw training the, and training the audio from uh, the, the press conference. I think it was before the Golden State game, and Coach uh, Steve Kerr was, uh, yeah. you know, before they even played the game, was out there talking about it. They, norm- they normally do that before basketball games. Like, what do you feel going in? And uh, he didn't want to talk about the basketball game, and we have his audio right here. I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here, and a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on HR8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister, brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want 
background check, universal background check. Ninety percent of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. That was Steve Kerr, coach of the Golden State Warriors, before played the game last night. Um, you mentioned that HR8 and bill that was passed through the House but didn't pass through the Senate. It's been sitting there for two years. So uh, yeah. you uh, you read through it, Jordan? I did. I went, I went and looked into it because, I mean, look, I'm from a small town here in California, and guns are a part of my family culture. I mean, I grew up with them. I was showing Frank a picture of when I go home. Like they, we, almost every member of my family has a sh- uh, a rifle and a handgun, and my brothers got ARs and assault rifles. And the thing about this AR eight, it's it's more about transfer, and the act itself is to require a background check for every firearm sale. But it's also the purpose of this act is to utilize the current background i'm just going to read this i mean because i can't really paraphrase this and put it in context so i want to be a public service here for people who are unaware of what's going on that's currently stalled i mean we're all looking for answers well some sometimes things are in front of us that just aren't getting acted on so the purpose of this act is to utilize the current background check process of the united states to ensure individuals prohibited from gun purchase or possession are not able to obtain firearms I mean, all that pretty straightforward. And the rules of this interpretation, the rules and interpretation of this, of this is that nothing in this act or any amendment made by this act shall be construed to, and this is a big one, authorize the establishment directly or indirectly of a national firearms registry. So I know that's a big thing for the NRI people. They don't want to be on a national registry of firearms. Why not? Well, honestly, I'm sure you can look up and see who has a driver's license, who has a fishing license. Because they Who don't has want a boating license, whatever. So, I mean, and a lot of what, what this is moving forward, it's not about going backwards. And this is moving forward. I mean, there's states or countries that are not allowing the sale of tobacco to anybody, you know, who's not already over the age of 18. If you're born in, what is it, Norway or something like that, you can't buy cigarettes now. But moving forward, bills like this are, are being put or being presented as an option as a as a safe net for our communities for our children for just the idea that we are doing something instead of sitting around doing nothing and even in looking at this it it got me into thinking like what the NRA is doing because obviously we always think about the NRA as the biggest lobbyist that's keeping anything from like this passing and that's what Steve Kerr was talking about and with the the Republican GOP senators Mm -hmm. that are stalling it Usually it's because of, of money. The money isn't there for gun reform. The money is there for gun sales. But even at that, so about, and this is from you know, the research on, on gun control, uh, was it the Harvard Injury Control Center, about 40% of those who obtain firearms don't have to go through a background check. According to the public polling policy, 83% of gun owner, owners support expanded background checks on sales of all firearms, including 72% of all NRA members. Now, what's interesting here is that the NRA only represents about 5 million of those 105 million Americans who own guns, which means that they have a skewed representation of gun owners. The NRA is only representing 5% of their contingency. Wow. So how is that a direct representation of anything 
in a free and open democracy, how is 5% determining the regulation for the rest of us? You're saying close to 90% of gun owners want to have background check regulation. Yeah, at least a basic of the version of it. Million. Yeah, why would you have a, a problem with it at all? I want to go get a gun, and, and so, well, Heidi, we're going to have to do a background check, and you're going to have to take some training, and you have to show your certificate that you've completed these classes in order to handle this gun. No problem. Right now, there's only, there's only 22 states. There's only Who 22 say, states no. that do that. Have any I version. want my gun today. Well, I think it's like this, honey. It's like that. you're the type that if you got pulled over and said, that, I want to search your car, and you have nothing in it, you're going to say, go ahead. But there's people who say, you don't have the right to search my car. Yeah, so I, even though there's nothing in it, you don't have so you are abusing your power. You know, once you go through the proper channels, yeah. you want to search my car. So I'm going to keep you accountable for what you're supposed to be doing as far as protocol goes. You're just going to be that citizen who goes, "I got nothing to hide. Go ahead and search the car. I, I, I need to get someplace." I understand. I'm, what you're I'm not I hate that argument too. No, there has to be yeah. probable cause. Right. Without probable cause, you sh- there is no search and seizure. So, but th- what this is doing is establishing your right to have that defense. There is no probable cause because I'm a law-abiding citizen because I registered my firearm. Legally, yeah. because I did everything by your rules, I am not a threat. But for all those you who can't didn't, make me one. yeah, for all right. those who didn't do that process, then you, I mean, there's, there's, I don't have an answer, but Just, all I'm saying it, is that yeah, look, look into it yourself. Don't and, and take, background checks. Check everything. Check social media. Check it all. Lobbyists and politicians are not here directly to serve you. They're no, serving no. themselves. How many, gun, how many gun owners are there? What did you say? 105 million? 105, 105 million. million. Registered with the NRA. I mean, are we going to be able to catch every single one? No, only 5 million registered with the NRA, right? Yeah. Uh, are uh, members of the 5%. NRA. No, yeah, the, 105 are gun million owners. are gun owners registered with the NRA. 40% only got those guns through background checks, but 5% are actually active members of the NRA. Mm. Almost oh. like uh, for us in our union, SAG AFTRA. Like, okay. how often do you guys yeah. go to a SAG AFTRA union meeting? Or anything like that. Or vote. Yeah. Never. Yeah. So really only 5% of the NRA population is determining the results for the mm. rest of the 105 million. Okay, I got you now. I mean, you hope to catch them all, but you can't. I mean, it's like going through TSA. You hope to catch everything that's going through there, but. Do you have the uh, audio of uh, Chris yeah, Murphy? I do. There was a congressman from uh, Connecticut, oh. from the Sandy Hook area. President, 14 kids dead in an elementary school in Texas right now. What are we doing? What are we doing? Just days after a shooter walked into a grocery store to gun down African-American patrons, we have another Sandy Hook on our hands. What are we doing? There have been more mass shootings than days in the year. Our kids are living in fear. Every single time they set foot in a classroom because they think they're going to be next. What are we doing? Why do you spend all this time running for the United States Senate? Why do you go through all the hassle of getting this job, of putting yourself in a position of authority? If your answer is that as this slaughter increases, as our kids run for their lives, we do nothing. What are we doing? Why are you here if not to solve a problem as existential as this. This isn't inevitable. These kids weren't unlucky. This only happens in this country. Nowhere else 
Nowhere else do little kids go to school thinking that they might be shot that day. Nowhere else do parents have to talk to their kids, as I have had to do, about why they got locked into a bathroom and told to be quiet for five minutes just in case a bad man entered that building. Nowhere else does that happen except here in the United States of America. And it is a choice. It is our choice to let it continue. What are we doing? That was Chris Murphy. Eight one eight nine five five two ninety five five is the number. Uh, phone lines are uh, been let up the whole show. Obviously, open conversation. We have Emily on line six. Hello, Emily. Hi guys. Hello, Hi, Emily. Hi. Um, so I have a couple of suggestions. I actually work for a temple, a, a synagogue. I'm not Jewish. Lo- love the Jewish religion. But we actually have armed security guards. We have a whole team that patrols um, and monitors. And, I mean, it's, it's sad, but it's needed. You know, it's needed. And I feel like if the police really want to reform their image, you know, given everything that's happened in the last few decades with um, racial injustice, I, I feel like we should have police at our school. I mean, why do we pay taxes if our children aren't going to be safe in public school anymore? True. And um, to piggyback on that, um, you know, not a big fan of George Bush, but after 9-11, he implemented a lot of programs that really boosted Homeland Security. You know, you hear clicks on your phone and, you know, for a second, they would be monitoring our phones just to make sure that we're not, you know, planning anything. I mean, it is what it is. But if you have nothing to hide, what's wrong with being monitored for a little bit? You know, you're writing a 200 page manifesto. I want to check if you have a book deal. You don't have a book deal, you're flagged. You start buying extra ammunition. You start making weird posts on social media. You know, two flags, three flags, you're out. I'm coming to your house with Homeland Security, and we're going to detain you and question you and find out why you're doing all this, you know? And, uh, you know, just, just one more thing, just my personal belief. You know, Frank, you talked about morals. I really feel for a long time we've needed to have morals and ethics classes starting in elementary school you know we're telling kids don't bully be nice do this you know they're really just like how we have geography how we have math how we have you know science we really need to have morals and ethics you know sewn into classrooms because unfortunately like you said the parents aren't going to do it Mm -hmm. the the parents are not going to do it i'm very open with my children i'm very honest with my children you know i I try to just be real with them. I don't like to sugarcoat things with them because, you know, they're going to get into the real world. And, I mean, I'm going to be dead in my 60s, 70s, 80s. It is what it is. Who's going to be there to guide them? If you've never told your children, this is wrong. Do not do this. You know, this is disgusting. If you did this, I would look down on you. If You know, you you would affect so many people. Then how are they ever going to know? You know, they're all plugged into virtual reality. They're not checking their kids' stuff, and they're afraid to talk about their with their kids. It's ridiculous. I feel that public school, if you are in a public school, that America needs to enforce some morals and ethics that we all agree on that just are, are an easy way to live. You know, the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated, needs to be implemented in all schools that, that are, are public and, and federally run. That, that's just how I feel. That's Thank you for calling, point. Emily. Thank you so much. Yep. Some more calls coming in. I said I'm taking them as you stay on hold. The longest goes first. 
And uh, thank you, Chuck, for being patient. Hello, Chuck. Hey, Frank. How you doing this morning? Mm-hmm. Um, man, I have a couple different views on this, as, as, as some of the other people do. And thanks for calling or accepting my call. Um, I, big part of this to me is when we know that this guy, you know, is mentally not sound, and yet he's still, you know, not locked up somewhere, like in some mental institution. Like in, say, for example, like in the, like a movie, like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you know, they kind of put these people like-minded in a place. And um, it's just sad when we hear that they knew the guy had issues, you know. And then another thing I'd like to elaborate on a little bit is <clears throat> these video games, man, that these kids play nowadays are so brutal, man, and so um, bloody. I remember when I was a kid, I'm, I'm going to be 60 here in a couple of weeks, and I remember when just the game, I should probably shouldn't, I'll just say it, Mortal Kombat came out. I was like, man, this is so bloody and gory. And that was 40 years ago. Mortal you Kombat, know? you're 60. You remember when Pong came out. <laughs> hey, I, you're not kidding, man. You're not kidding. And um, that's true, man. The games were much more simpler back then, you know, asteroids and things like that. But anyway, I'm not even a big gamer, but when I see these games, um, that these kids are just sitting there and being locked into all day long. And again, with the social media, you know, That's people, you see people in the, in a restaurant and you'll see a whole family of sitting there. Everybody's looking right. at their phone. They have no idea what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. Zero. Yeah. That's sad. Thank you, Chuck. I mean, this kid, this Texas shooter, not only had the AR 15s and all this ammo that he was posting on social media, he, he texted one of his friends or schoolmates and said, wait till you see me next. You're not even going to recognize me. And then he also had uh, body armor on. He went to the school in body armor. So it's not like it's not like he snapped. Not that that would be any better. Like he snapped and did this. Like this was a planned thing. Yeah. Body armor. Loading up his weapons and his guns and going to the school. Mm-hmm. This wasn't just, oh, randomly it happened. It was very much planned. Uh, Anthony on line one, been on hold for quite a while. Thank you for being patient, Anthony. Hey, Frank. Um, you guys were talking about this kid just turned 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it only takes a couple of days just to get a background check on this kid. I mean, they, they need to, uh, I'm a truck driver. And what they need to do, they need to take a course, like a, at least a three, four-month course just to get get a just to get inspected, on to, uh, right. just to do a background check on this kid. Yeah, and training. You well, should I mean, be trained. You when you think about that, I mean, I, when, uh, I mean, someone just turned 18 years old, and you do a background I mean, check, what do they really got 15, on their whatever. background? I mean, they're 18. What do they have? They, well, they they, they've been driving they for two years. Like a, I mean, well, that, I'm just saying, like I know what you mean. Inspection. But you can look at I got, high school, uh, you know, contact the school that they were at. Find out he worked at Arby's. Anything they did. Else. He did yeah. work at Arby's. They reached out to How the. How was he the, as an employee at Arby's? They said he kept. Well, he kept to himself. He did not socialize with any of the other workers. He simply worked, left, and came and got his check. That was it. And that's a bad no, thing. He had no friends or no that socialization. That with that's workers. not a red flag to me. No, it's like no. that just means yeah. no one really knew it. Thank you. No one right. really knew anything about him. Okay, yeah, really? he, he came to work, right. and okay, Kept so he showed himself. up to work on time, and he right. and he did his job. 
and and, I, and I think in this yeah. day and age that if somebody calls and asks about somebody like a background check whether it be even a referral for like a, a landlord or a job yeah. it's like you can't say something negative that's going to prevent that person from going forward and being able yeah. to employ themselves or being able to get into an apartment it's like oh, so how are they as a tenant well they never paid their rent so that person can't get a, another place now because they were their referral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the honest truth is they're a horrible tenant, but you can't say that because then they can come back and sue you for for saying that about them yeah. because now you're preventing them from moving forward. Even though I was just asking, I told the truth. Right. How were they as an employee? Like, well, yeah. they had issues, but I'm saying they were late you know quite a bit. But uh, you can only say the good things. But a personal reference. I mean, whenever I, I was filling out applications before, I mean, you, and who would you, you put, put down? Uh, I would put down my usually my friends, but yeah, I, exactly. I, would feel, I would feel like I don't know. I've, are they even being contacted about that? I have, I've, been con- I've been contacted you, several times, yeah, from people mm-hmm. using me as a reference. And it's usually like I'm going to use you as a reference, and it's somebody that you know who's going to somebody who I would use as a reference. What would you say about me? Uh, well, I have nothing bad to say about you, John. Okay, but that, yeah. that's, that's But, I mean, there's people, I mean, who... Who are going to lie uh, who for know, their friends? There's people who know... Uh, I mean, there's people who have jobs who worked for me for a very long time who I never even got a call. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this business, you know who works for me. Yeah, exactly. And there's been, you know, people that who are, you know, who worked in this business for me yeah. who are trying to get jobs. And I got a call. I got a and call had, about Renee. And I, and I had nothing bad to say. I went I in there and yeah, talked about Renee. I was like, yeah, I mean, Renee started working for Toadop yeah. Network, yeah. what, 10, 12 years ago? Yeah. And I put Johnny down as a reference. I think I would say. contact Frank on Instagram sometimes. And but there's definitely some guys. people that I wouldn't <laughs> want to push off on somebody else. And I think that right. this led by just pushing people down the road going, they don't, they're not my problem anymore. They can be your problem. And I'm not going to have that problem come back to me because I gave a bad reference. I think you can say something like this. Hey, hey, uh, hey, what do you think about this person? And just say, um, I mean, I wouldn't hire them again. No, I don't think you, can say, you can't say that. Can't. I, I, I think wouldn't rent to them. I wouldn't be their landlady again. I, just for me, I wouldn't. I think you just have to say it in a high-pitched voice. Like, well, I mean, yeah, they're great. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. you got to like, it. even though what they say on transcript, they don't, they can't see the. the it says tune. she was wonderful. <laughs> she was wonderful. She was wonderful. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, why are you talking like that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just, it's yes. just yeah, the system is broken and uh, how it's set up like that. It very much is, Frank. Uh, we haven't stopped, you know, giving away the the word of the day for the Casteroid, you know, that uh, shows up every now and then. And we still have the fourteen hundred dollars for Johnny's son's growing pot, and uh, we're still going to do it. And so, um, if you want to uh, possibly win fourteen hundred bucks, take a little break from the intense conversation right now, and uh, little palate cleanser, a little, yeah, a little ginger. An the, innocent little boy. On the topic of just uh, oddball trivia. And innocent, yeah. Somebody who's off at school today. Yeah. Who's smiling, laughing, very happy kid who uh, makes friends easily and and is just uh, a joy to be around. When I see that kid's face, he, I mean, yeah. I instantly light up. I'm like, little Johnny's here. You know, he's, he's, he's that kid and he's going to grow up to be that man like you, Johnny. Mm-hmm. So we need a contestant and that's going to be Brandon. Hello, Brandon. What's going on, Frank? 
You ready for your question of the day, Little Johnny's Growing Pot? Yes, I am. All right. You got to listen closely. $1,400 up for grabs. Here you go. What is Scotland's national animal? Hmm. Uh, no guess. Badger? A badger. It's <laughs> <laughs> a unicorn. Guess. It's a unicorn. <laughs> Of course oh. I know it's a mythical animal, but they voted on it. Yeah. They actually made it the national animal of Scotland. So You're Brand- so dumb. You're like one of Keith's promotions. Seems <laughs> <laughs> uh, appropriate today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. Thank you All so right, much. Thank- so it's up to 1500 bucks now. It'll be there uh, tomorrow at the same time, 745, 750. So if you want to possibly win, and maybe a lot of people knew that. That's one of those things like, yeah. you, that might stick in your brain. It's like, a unicorn, yeah. you never forget it. Yeah. So there's people yelling at their radios it. right now. It's like, I should have called. So maybe you'll know the oddball trivia tomorrow for little Johnny's growing pot. But right now, let's get a look at traffic. What's going on, Aki? Live from the Morongo Casino Studios, it's the Heidi and Frank Show on 95.5, KLOS, and KLOS HD1. Los Angeles. Heidi Frank Show. Here in the second half of the program. Uh, we talked about uh, the Texas uh, shooting at the elementary school all uh, morning long. And uh, thank you for everybody who called in. Uh, the conversation's always uh, good to have. You know, the the day, I mean, hopefully we never have to have a conversation, but the, the fact that we're having a conversation and things can move forward and ideas and people are being heard is uh, what what we do. It's not the, the favorite thing we do as far as the shows go. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff, other stuff going on, and, and we're going to get to that uh, after just a, a, a few more calls. And let's see, we have uh, Paula has been on hold the longest. Hello, Paula. Hi, how are you today? Good. How are you? Well, I'm not good. I mean, this is a yeah. I'm not. I'm not good either. And I, I'll, I'll say I'm a little angry that all these men are calling in with their proposed solutions, and uh, it's time for those men to realize they're the problem. What men are the ones causing all these problems, shooting up all these schools and grocery stores? They're trying to regulate women. They're the ones who need to be regulated. Hmm. Huh? Stop about the anti-abortion stuff. Well, that's what I mentioned earlier. It's like if we care about and telling them what to yeah. do, and you know, it's true. As opposed to regulating, yeah, they're they're the ones who are the problems. None of their solutions work. They got to step back. I think there's a lot. They got to stand down. There's a lot of women who are against the against abortion. Yeah. Themselves. What about yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene? Yeah, I, I mean, I what a, the, think you can blame that all on men? Not all politicians are men. There's a reason that not all politicians are men. No, you're not making any sense right now. Well, you're I'm playing, sick of these men calling in. Yeah, yeah, well, that's because men will speak up well, well, and women will well, just... Well, here, here's the thing, Paula. No, uh, if, you're, if you're going to blame men and make this a sexist issue, then I think that obviously uh, where where was the the mother of this 18-year-old? If a, if a woman's going to be in the picture of preventing something to happen, where was the mother? I mean, yes, the grandmother was, got shot, but so there's, there's you, you can't say that there wasn't a woman who could have been involved who could have prevented this from happening. I'm sure there were many women, but if they don't have the right tools from the society, 
to help them raise their kids or to give the kids a good education, a good public education. This is going to keep happening. Well, it appears to keep happening. Let women be in charge. No. Just let women be in charge for a while. You're talking, okay. You're talking about a school that was outside 80, I think it's 80 miles from San Antonio. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a lot of inner city schools that don't get any funding at all, and there are great humans that come out of that. You can't blame and there should public, be. You can't blame a public education system for that. You blame the parents. That's just one of that's just one of the tools. Public education, parenting is just one of the tools. Not everybody's going to have a good parent. Not mm-hmm. everybody's going to have a good education. But we got to work as a society to solve this. And I don't see men coming up with any real solutions. I said blame the parents. I said it's a, a family responsibility. It starts there and it ends there. So if it goes outside of your family and it affects everybody else's family and societies and, and, and ruins them, then your family is responsible. So I think that if, Paula, your son, even though you, you said you, you could possibly have a bad kid, you did everything you could and blame society for how he turned out, well, I still, I still think you should take responsibility for how he turned out and where he ended up, and you can't blame society for that. And you should actually be responsible and pay the price that he is going to have to pay yeah. as well. I think that, 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 I do agree. I do agree with you, Frank. I would you. take personal responsibility. Let I me would. ask you this. That's, that's why I think we don't. Thank you, Paula. Wait, oh. uh-huh. uh, I, I see where it's going. Uh, that's what I said in the beginning. Is like I think it's a, obviously a mental health issue, and I think there, there should be if we're going to regulate anything. I mean, obvi- there's mental health in all these other countries. And you said Jordan, we had 280 some odd yeah, school shootings. And next up was Mexico with eight, and then Canada with two. So it's like yeah, there's mental health everywhere. So that must not be the problem. But uh, but I think that uh, there is a major problem here that covers a, a blanket of things that we're trying to solve, whether it be uh, the, the, the shootings or homelessness or things like that. That It actually has to start at the family, and we're so disconnected as, as families and, and pushing people off on other people. It's just, but I also have to say blaming Frank, society and what, what society is supposed to be giving us and that we're all, we're all victims. It's like, no, it's like, like responsibility and, and – you know, I wouldn't want if if, if my son had an issue. Mm-hmm. I, that's for, I would be right there making sure that that I wouldn't be like, well, I'm worried. You know, I don't even want to sleep in the same house at night. And I've seen there was a show. I think my Doctor Phil that he had a couple sons on and the dad, and the dad's like, yeah, I lock my door at night. I'm afraid for my own safety. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. what? And. Now you're finally on Dr. Phil, and these kids are like in their 20s, and they won't move out, and they're spoiled brats, and it's just like how this, this, these family units work. Maybe there should be some family education when you're thinking about having a family or in school, the morals and ethics, and teaching family again. We're like, this is what it's going to be. This is going to be your responsibility, and if they leave the house and this happens, you're going to be responsible. So make sure that does not happen. My dad always said, when you leave this house, you represent this family. And I grew up in a place where if I did something outside the house and I got punished outside the house, Ooh. I got punished at home, too. Ooh, yeah. It wasn't my dad didn't go down to the school and and defend me. I mean, I unless, you know, it wasn't just all or nothing. You did what? <laughs> it wasn't just automatic. But not my boy. Oh, come on. Yeah. Wake up. Let's your kid go down to the basement and and. Start wearing trench coats and act like he didn't know what was going on. Sit down to playing video games. Pay attention. It is your fault, parents. It is your fault and nobody else's. 
We got uh, Derek, who's a police officer, has an idea on how to go about handling background checks. Hey, Derek. Good morning, family. How are we all doing? Oh, it's one of the days. Yeah, well, my idea was if we are going to keep guns around, which doesn't seem like they're going to go away, that any citizen that wants one needs to go through the same background law enforcement does. They, they ask us for all our social medias. So if there's any pictures or anything crazy, they ask us for 30 references from coworkers to supervisors to family. They have to give references to say if we're sane enough to have a firearm, if they think we should. And it shouldn't be as easier to get a gun as a citizen than someone in law enforcement, in my that opinion. That's so true. We should that all be the so same. Yep. Yeah. And we have to go through a polygraph and a, and a psych evaluation with an actual psychologist to even get the job and get the firearm, let alone a citizen could just go, hey, I'm 18, here's my license, no felonies, I'll take the gun, thanks. And by the way, as a, as a police officer, I mean, I watch enough cop shows to know this, and you can speak on it. If you have a legitimate shoot, like you're involved in some sort of shooting, you have to turn your gun in, they have to do an investigation to make sure it was a good, sh- you know, a good shooting. It's not just like, oh, he's a cop, he shot somebody, oh, oh, okay, I guess that's good. You have to be investigated to make sure that you legitimately made a good shot. Is that correct? Yeah, you have to go through a psych eval, you have to go to PTSD Internal training and all this yeah. stuff just to, yeah, even get your firearm back. Right. Let alone, if you're a citizen, it gets taken away. Oh, go buy another one. Right, right. So well, that's, that's just kind of where my head was at. I have two little kids, and they sit close to home. And being in law enforcement, it you know, it, it's very difficult. Thank you for calling, Derek. Thank for doing Thanks what for you doing do. What you do. Thank you. Mm. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of other stuff going on in in the world today, and it's just, I mean when you're trying to come up with a solution for how we can, you know, protect ourselves better. And then you see the next story, which is uh, hurricane season is approaching. And <laughs> I mean, when you think about mother nature and the devastation that can happen at any time, I mean, like, you know, things that we deal with here in California, that you really have no control over, over what could possibly happen. In this case, maybe you do, but then there's another thing. It's like we don't do anything about it, and we're just going to – it's going to get worse and worse and worse until we actually do something about it. Uh, the Gulf Coast and the eastern United States are expected to experience above-average hurricane activity this year. Mm. Yeah. If the forecast proves accurate, this year be the seventh straight year of an above-normal Atlantic hurricane season. The upcoming year is expected to see anywhere from 14 to 21 named storms. Those with wind speeds above 39 miles per hour to actually get named. And they're changing that in Oklahoma to like six weeks. (laughs) The wind blows. Perfect. Of those, six to ten are expected to develop into hurricanes, which have winds of at least 74 miles per hour. And three to six are likely to develop into Category 3 hurricanes or stronger with winds of at least 111 miles per hour. And they're saying the reason for this increased seven-year increase in storms warmer than average sea temperatures fuel the activity. So if there's anything you can do to, you know, maybe lower the temperature of the ocean, you probably would do it, right? To protect everybody, to protect the children, protect everybody. But it's like, okay, on that that front, same thing happens. Well, we don't want to do that. We don't want to regulate that. We don't want to... Global warming's a joke. I don't believe it. You can't take my hairspray.
<laughs> Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You can only do so much, but the, the idea of control is an illusion. Uh, some... Uh, feels sad for uh, Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler. He enters rehab after a recent relapse. The band cancels his June and July Las Vegas residency shows. It's always tough for those guys who are who are uh, sober because then you know you get older and you have to have some sort of surgery. And what do they give you? They give you pain pills. They give you Is that what happened? Things that you should. Yeah, I believe that that it started with he had maybe foot surgery. Yeah. Or something. After, and, somebody and fell off the stage. Or didn't he hurt himself on the, I mean, the last concert season? So I think had, it's one of those things where you have to say, I can't. I have to take just a Tylenol. I can't do an opioid. I can't do an oxy. I'm, a, I'm an addict, you know? I think. But if you if, if it is a bad surgery, they're going to be like, you have to have that. Isn't that I mean, kind of the same thing, though? When it's like, okay, you're Steven Tyler's family. Yeah. He has to have foot surgery. It's going to be painful. We don't want to be in pain. He so can't he's, have oxy. He's, he's well, got to have or, or can he? But we know we're not going to be going around from doctor to doctor to get prescriptions. It's like, okay, he's got to be on a, a strict regulation of, you know, how much and wean off and wean on. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. almost like the rehab starts when you take your first pill. Right. And the family or whoever close ones would be responsible for him but now it's like it got out of, it out, of, wakes, out of the point where he relapsed and no one was paying attention you know if it wakes up that guess, addict monster what you know you're like oh i remember this feeling this v- very yeah. gooey gooey yummy feeling then he doesn't have to go to a doctor he's steven tyler i'm sure he can be like hey you got any oxy okay sure to save it, no problem well because in 2009 he entered into rehab for pain addiction mm. Mm. yeah so right to painkillers also, a uh, judge blocks sale of Judy Garland's Wizard of Oz dress due to ownership dispute. More bad news, frankly. Yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know who owns it, but Johnny says he does. That's what he sleeps in every night. <laughs> I knew it. Well, it, I, I have this story. What, you do? The, uh, what's the deal with yeah, that? Yeah, you know what? Um, so, th- th- there was a, a, the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. was about to sell the dress via... Bonham's auction house, but the family. Why'd they have? The late, okay, yeah, that's, a, that's weird. The late father, Gilbert Hart, Hartkey. The priest would dress up at, his, at night. It was well, given. Hello. It was given to him by an, an actress, Mercedes Cambridge. Cambridge once owned the dress and specifically gave it to him because mm-hmm. she had a battle with uh, alcohol and substance abuse, and he helped her through it. So, as a, in exchange, he gave it to. That's a weird father gift. Hartkey. Give me a gift card to Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, thank you, Father. Here's a address from yeah. Wizard of Oz. And because he worked at this school, she knew him so well. He had a bunch of his stuff Maybe there. Maybe she did. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'd get Frosty if I had to thank him for something. I know. He's a friend of Dorothy. Yeah. No, I don't know if Frosty is, but I mean, you know, who's who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are. What they are How much is it going for if they sold that dress? Well, if they sell it, it's going to be worth about eight hundred to one point two million. Oh, Damn, eight hundred thousand to one point two million. So that's why. Uh, All right, then I'd take that dress as uh, just a, a good old favor payment. Sure. sure. Well, I mean, it wasn't worth that back in the day. Oh. But then, but yeah, now. when he passed away, the the school basically just locked up a whole bunch of his stuff in storage, and then they were going through storage just recently and. And found the dress. Could you imagine finding that dress in a priest's locker? It's all been worn by 14 choir boys. 
What's this stuff on this dress? Oh my god. Have it dry clean. Yeah. <laughs> so now yeah, now his niece, Father Hartke's niece, is saying that it's rightfully the family's because it was given as a gift. Well, it's true. It's, and it's, it's not the schools to sell. Correct. Although when you're a priest, you take a vow of poverty, so you don't really own anything. But then you just give the money to the church if you sold it. Right? Right. Or go to the yeah. church. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She ain't a part of the church. True. Uh, let's see. Uh, NFL leadership considers ending Pro Bowl game. I guess, yeah, with this kind of contract people are getting now, it's like, why risk going out there and playing a Pro getting Bowl hurt. like the, you know, and twisting an ankle or popping an ACL? So, like, yeah, what? No one like, gives a damn about the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but who's. Let's add another week. Uh, hey. Might be an idea there, but who in the Pro Bowl is really playing? The, I mean, when was the last time you heard about an injury in the Pro Bowl, and who's really playing it to, so when no to man, win it? That's why no one's watching it. So it's like, why even go out there? I mean, I've, people have hurt themselves doing less. It's like a light scrimmage. It's like, let me run out there. I didn't even stretch. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. I just pulled a hammy. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. I just pulled a hammy, put in my shoes this more, morning. I don't, I don't know if it's as far as to watch, if it's fun, but to uh, go to the event, I think that's part of you know the experience mm. uh in science let's see you got uh, google google unveils details of imogen it's an ai powered platform that creates photorealistic images based on only text inputs Science. so i can describe i can say you could read a, a paragraph of a book to this and it'll, and, and it'll, it. it'll it'll paint the picture like what you see in your mind as your wow. theater of the mind when you're reading yeah. right, right right you know the characters how you dress picture them how them. you picture yeah. them this wow. thing can do that so it has an imagination wow. based off text but it's its own imagination yeah okay pure imagination uh-huh. Because we can that both have an idea cool. of what it looks like, but it's really coming up with its own And thing. then they'll cast Tom Cruise, and you'll be like, no, I, AI, that is not who we had in mind for that. <laughs> uh, gene-edited tomatoes may provide a new non-animal source of vitamin D. An estimated one billion people worldwide lack sufficient amounts of the nutrient, which hmm. can lead to low bone density and neurological disorders. So you can mm-hmm. get your... Why couldn't they put it in a donut? Seriously. A tomato. Some people pick that off there and throw it. You're just throwing. You're throwing vitamins yeah. away. <laughs> uh, high-speed wind wind tunnel footage suggests tree-dwelling salamanders evolved the ability to evade predators just by falling from trees. <laughs> Playing dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, like they could pick up speed on the way down because they oh. made themselves aerodynamic. So when they fall from predators, they like they could just. Uh, beat them on the way down wow i don't know mm-hmm. but can you imagine the job i'm in the lab i have a wind mm-hmm. tunnel and i get to drop salamanders into it <laughs> pete is gonna that's be all what, over your i know it's cool all day it's like well we got a wind tunnel we throw it in throw that salamander in there look how quick he is dang look at that mark that down he made, the next he made to the bottom quicker than that marble <laughs> See, see if the next one can do it, or if it's a fluke. It's for our. That's gonna be salamander-shaped NASCARs, mm-hmm. <laughs> all aerodynamic. Next, the eagle comes out. <laughs> it's the Honda Salamander. Oh yes, it's fast, faster than the wind. Also, Wendy's 
shares are up over 10% in after-hours trading after a hedge fund and larger shareholder states that's exploring strategic alternatives, including a potential acquisition or merger. So Wendy's might be merging with some other burger giant. Burger King, maybe? Mm -hmm. We'd have our our first royal family in America. (laughs) Burger King marries Wendy. Oh, Oh, my God. She becomes a princess. She becomes the queen. That is the royal family of America. She is. Yeah, she'd be the queen. Queen Wendy. I can't wait for the wedding. It's got to be like Long John Silver. Like, Wendy's got to, like, marry Long John Silver. Oh, really? Because you can't have two burger mergers. You gotta have something else, like you know, like like Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Like sometimes oh, you I go to a place, so you kind of diversify. And they have, yeah, and they have, like, I think Pizza, Pizza Hut, Taco Hut, Bell, and Taco the Colonel, Colonel, yeah, and Colonel KFC Lingus. all in one place. Colonel Why would you have two burger? Now we're polyamorous. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're having something else. Over there. I'd like in politics, former football player Herschel Walker wins GOP nomination for U.S. Senate. I think they're in Georgia. Oh, and Herschel Walker, okay. as far as we're talking about mental illness, he was the guy who has like that uh, a diagnosed split personality where he doesn't remember playing football. Was like, it from the from football? Was it no, no, no? He was. Oh, he doesn't okay. remember. I mean, he was a great football player for the Georgia Bulldogs and went I on. You know, that. and he doesn't remember playing like when he'd go on the field. Whatever his personality would take over as the football guy, and he played great football. And then when he was off the field, he was Herschel the. The mild-mannered student. Huh. Now he's we in the. Now he's running for Senate. <laughs> well, who whoever is running for Senate? Yeah, I don't know which one is, but we'll figure yeah. that out later. Herschel I guess. two or Herschel three. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh yeah, and the, and the Department of Justice charges Iraqi citizen in Ohio for plotting to assassinate former President George W. Bush. I don't know if you saw that on the news. I did not. Yeah. Whoa. They, but they that. caught him and thwarted it. So. There you have it. Uh, the asteroid is well on its way. Is it going to hit? Here it is. Your word is... It's there we go. Paramount. P-A-R-A-M-O-U-N-T. Paramount. Text that word right now to 68683. That's Paramount to 68683 for your shot to win our daily $2,000. Standard data messaging rates apply. Local KLOS winners only. And more shots to win every hour on the 20s until 10 p.m. Come on. Let's get some traffic, Aki. and Frank show on Southern California's rock station 95.5 KLOS Howdy and Frank show we're about to 830 it is uh, May 25th and normally I would have done this right around I mean the end of the 6 o'clock hour maybe even the beginning of the 7 o'clock hour but I do have some prizes to give away that I haven't been able to give away because we talked about the, uh, the the horrible shooting in Texas yesterday morning uh, for the first couple hours of the show. So uh, I do have, um, unfortunately, this yesterday's day will go down in this day in history as far as like what happened. And yeah. uh, I always look at the what happened on days like today, May 25th, and I have uh, today's history quiz. You want to take it real quick? So we can give away a prize, 818-955-2955. I still have those vagrant 26 years on the street uh, festival. Saturday, it's this Saturday, May 28th at the Five Points Amphitheater in Irvine. Also have Lint Biscuit Still Sucks Tour. That's uh, Tuesday, May 31st at the Toyota Arena in Ontario. So if you think you know your history, it's May 25th, this day in history. 
I start deeper in history, move up to the present. Heidi gets to pick the order. Everybody gets a question. Now, what you guys have riding on the line is a pizza party, if you get them all right. Whoa. And the caller is going for one of those concerts. So, but the caller is part of the pizza party thing, too. If they get it right, then, then you guys get a pizza party as well. They have to get it right. Yeah. They have to get it Come right. Come on, Heidi. Let's put all the pressure on the caller. Let's do it. All right. It's number, uh, Alex. Number... Oh, Alex. He was the first one through, and we, oh, had, gotcha. we yeah. hadn't had time to build yeah. him up yet. So, Alex. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? That's one of them days for trying to move forward. Yeah. So... I'd like to start off by saying my heart and prayer goes out to all those parents because I went through, I'm still going through it. I lost my child five years ago, bro. It's still, I'm still recovering. Never ending. Oh. I feel so sorry for them. And so senseless, so senseless. Say, way my daughter passed, these people shouldn't have died. That's it's ridiculous, but hey. Do you want to do you want to tell tell us uh, about your your daughter? Like how uh, what was the situation? Well, yes, sir. Uh, about five years ago, she went out a, on a date. The guy was under influence. He crossed over. She passed away. He, they gave him eighteen months. And they say it was his first time. I go, well, first time killing somebody because I know obviously it wasn't his intent. But just give the guy 18 months. I will suffer the rest of my life. Yeah. Every day I wake out. up and he's out hugging it. Who knows? Who knows? But I know in my heart I had to forgive the guy because I'm already broken. Man, to have hate in my heart would just take it to the next level. But I just really want to just my heart and prayer goes out to those parents because this is just, just a, a overwhelming feeling. Yeah. It's just, it's terrible, man. But anyways, let's bring the show back up. I'm I just sorry, had a, I was, yeah, man, every day, every day. But I was on hold for a while in the morning when we, the first time, but I had to cut off. Yeah, but at least I got to let out what I had to say. But anyways, that's, like I said, let's bring the show back up. <laughs> okay, thanks. And, uh, yeah. Alex, thanks let's for sharing your story. Uh, and I, Yeah, I, man, I, every day, brother, I, every day. You guys inspire me. Uh, you guys put me, those five, six years, man, it's, it'll be six years next in, in August, but... Those first couple years, bro, you guys really put me, helped me out, man. And then that when that shooting happened at that bar, that guy you guys got in touch with, dude, that guy just, it just brought back so much memories and so yeah, much pain. Yeah, that guy the, just From really, borderline. Oh, yes, exactly. That guy just, during that time, you guys really, like a zombie, dude. I swear, like, yeah. for a while, man. But anyways, like I said, man, God bless you guys really helped me out a lot, man. Alex, I think you have more strength than I will ever have. Yeah, I dude, every day. There would be a day that I would go by that I wish I was not here. Yeah, yeah. dude, you, you, the first six months, I just I just only because I grew up with a, a faithful person or a God that I, ne- I didn't have the, I never blamed God, I never got mad at God. I said that, hey, things happen for a reason. Sometimes we don't realize it, and it hurts every day, but maybe there's a plan out there, and I just don't know, but I had to, have, I had to be strong because I still have a wife. I still have two daughters. Oh yeah. So it's still a matter of just of going forward and 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 uh, and it's coping. Actually, the word is coping. Every day I cope. Some days are better. Some days are worse. But every day. But that's why when you hear stuff like this happen, it's just like, damn, dude, I know what they're going through, and it's just gonna for six months, dude. It feel like you're what you're alive, but you're dead, dude. Mm. Alex, thank thank you so yes. much uh, for uh, yeah, man. putting that in perspective for all of us. Yeah, man. But like I said, man. But life goes on. 
forward. You got to go forward, brother. All no right. matter what. All right. You want you want your history quiz question? <laughs> yeah, man. Let's let's do it, brother. Let's bring it up. You're the first one to go. Come on, Alex. All right, my All right. brother. This was 97 years ago in 1925. Substitute teacher John T. Scopes was indicted for teaching this in a Tennessee high school. His case became known as the Scopes Monkey Trial. Sex education. No, it was uh, Darwin's theory of evolution, but if you thought the Scopes Monkey Trial was about sex education, I'm going to have sex with you, Alex. (laughs) That sounds like some hot monkey sex right there you're having. Uh, Alex, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a prize anyway, but if you yeah. want to go out this weekend, you want to go see Limp Biscuit, you want Vagrant, do you want a VIP, you want a T-shirt, what do you want to do? All right, what do we got on the concert again? It's uh, the Vagrant Festival. It's this Saturday. It's got uh, Dashboard Confessional, Alkaline Trio, Thrice. And, uh, it's a festival at Irvine uh, Five Points Amphitheater. And you got Limp Biscuit that's going to have a Toyota Arena on Tuesday, May 31st. Those are what I have. All right, I'll stick with the T-shirt, man. All right, give you a T-shirt. Are you a VIP, Alex? Uh, no, I'm not, but I'll take one of those, too. Appreciate it. Right, I'll give you a VIP so you can go watch this show. So stay at home. We'll hook right, you up. I appreciate buddy. it, guys. You guys rock on, man. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks, you guys Alex. rock on. All you guys. Thank you, Thank you. appreciate Thanks, it, Alex. Alex. God, I feel like a piece of ass right now. Yeah. Wow. I was like, put all the pressure on the collar. I didn't know it was going to be And you had Alex. to pick Alex. It was the first one through, and... Okay. Oh, that was serendipitous, man. We, need, we all needed to hear that. Alex yeah. gave us was, some perspective. I'm really glad that, yeah, uh, I know. I, that you said that, so we got to talk to Alex. I guess maybe so. the not random number, yeah. Heidi wasn't going to pick number one. I guess so. When yep. I said number. You don't know. That's yeah, true. Say you two. weren't. I was going to pick number two. <laughs> See? We never, so it was actually, it was kismet. I have to be honest. All right. Uh, so no pizza party for you guys. That's <laughs> probably for the best. Did you all get VIPs and a t-shirt? All right. Here we go. <laughs> Who goes next, Heidi? Oh, I'll go. Get it out of the way. 87 years ago, Heidi, in 1935, this baseball player hit the 714th and final home run of his career for the Boston Braves in a game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, come on, Heidi. You got this. No gas? Well, I wanted to say Babe Ruth, but he was a he was a Yankee. Right. But he did play for the Boston Braves at the end did. of his career. Yeah, It was Babe Ruth. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So too bad you took too long and Googled it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's Johnny's rule. That's Johnny's rule. It's like, you take too long, <laughs> you Googled it. You're Googling it. Duckweed, shut me. up. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing yeah. with Johnny. All right. <laughs> yeah, if you're Googling people, they, uh, look at what you're reading first. Snippets. All right, who goes, next? who goes next? Johnny, <laughs> since he's talking. All right, Johnny. Wait a second. Hang on. Let me pull up my Google. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny. 63 years ago in 1959, the Supreme Court ruled that prohibiting boxing matches because of this reason was unconstitutional. Uh, resulting in death? That's for this reason. Wait, wait. Prohibiting <laughs> boxing matches to death was unconstitutional. Yeah. Fighting to the death. Prohibiting boxing... That the fact that you're prohibiting fighting to the death is unconstitutional. Prohibiting the fighting to the to the death. I like the you're just doubling down on this, Johnny. <laughs> no, it was uh, the Supreme Court ruled that prohibiting boxing matches between blacks and whites was unconstitutional. Oh. It's like you can't prohibit you got to be, oh, right. oh. be able to box each other, okay, okay. which was really yeah, yeah. bad news for yeah. white boxers. <laughs> it really was the worst. 
Not many cents. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah. I Little Tyson Fury. Yeah, I, I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. What is Rocky Marciano? Are we doing a roundtable? Okay, well, we're going, we're going deep? <laughs> okay, let's do a roundtable. White boxers. Of, of Lottie Klitschko. Oh, oh look yeah. at that. Uh, Jake LaMotta. Is he white? Yeah. Yeah. Butterbean. <laughs> Butterbean, <laughs> the whitest of all yeah. whites. Good pull. Good pull. Uh, t- uh, mm. Come on. Yeah, there's got to be some. Rocky Balboa was white. Oh, should we give it to him? There's I, a statue in Philly. All right. Does have uh, a statue in Philly. Yeah. Gary Cooney. No? Look him oh, up, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Google no, that I guy. Know Gary Cooney is. Oh, my God. Talk he does about a punchy back. Larry yeah. Holmes just uh-huh. beat his face uh-huh. to oblivion. Jake Paul? Jake Paul. Wow. Yeah. I guess you yeah. I mean, you got to get out. person actually called him a boxer. No. Yeah. Heidi? Dolph Lundgren. Dolph. She's going down the same road. No, but you got to do the. You got to do his name from the movie. Yeah. I must break you. He was. You're out, Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. She's gonna say Jake Paul. I'm gonna say Logan Paul. He's all, right, all right, all right. We're yeah. digging deep now. So I think in Rocky Five, that, that guy boxer. Tommy Gunn was an actual boxer. Tommy Gunn. Yeah, yeah, he was the an guy actual fought, boxer. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Tommy Gunn. I'm really doing this. Uh, yep. There's a uh, man. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> in that movie, The Fighter. No, but you got to say his, his, his character. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, man. The white box is crap. Oh, what? Well, when you would go. I go you would go. George, um, Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw. Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. All right. That was fun. Not easy. All right. Who goes next, Heidi? Uh, Jordan. All right, Jordan, 41 years ago in 1981, Daredevil Daniel Goodwin scaled the outside of Chicago Sears Tower in, a, in seven and a half hours, all while wearing a what? Hmm. Um, this sounds something, this sounds really dumb, but like a Spider-Man outfit? It was a Spider-Man costume. Was it yes, really? it was. <laughs> <laughs> all wearing a hat made of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> What was her name? Carmen Miranda. Carmen Miranda. Yes. Well, it helped with his balance. Just picture ridiculous things climbing up the side of a mm. building. All right, who goes next? Mm. It's either Renee. Renee or Corey. All right, I'm ready. Renee, 36 years ago in 1986, more than 6 million Americans held hands trying to form a line across the country to raise money for what? Mm. World hunger. No, it was the homeless. <sighs> the Hands Across America chain had several breaks, though, so homelessness was not conquered. Still exists. Still exists. Because a couple people with sweaty palms. Is that where We Are the World came from? We Are the World. That was for hunger. Oh, that was for yeah. hunger, yeah. yeah. We Are the World. All right. Corey. Yep. Sorry, yes, sir. Here we go. 17 years ago in 2005, this contestant on American Idol defeated Bo Bice to become the fourth American Idol. We have rhyming names. Carrie Underwood. Yes, it's Carrie Underwood. Carrie and Corey. She's so pretty. She is, isn't she? Something else. She yes. works out. She works out a lot. She's she's hot. Mm-hmm. Legs. Legs. Oh, all right. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see. Uh, the U.S. plans to release a, a monkeypox vaccine. Are you gonna get it? No. Say what? 
Uh, they're going to release it, but the only thing left to do is to add Bill Gates uh, tracking <laughs> microchips. So once they get all those chips in there, get ready. They're, they're micro banana chips. Banana chips, monkey pox. (laughs) (laughs) A team of researchers believe that vibrators should be considered medical therapy devices for women. So do companies that make D cell batteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though that's how old that joke is. What vibrator takes D cell batteries mm-hmm. now? Aren't they all just like USB plug ins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if that means that they can use them in restaurants and department stores and on airplanes, I'm all for it. It's my emotional support vibrator. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, just, can you just give me a second? I was having a panic attack. Please bring your seat attack. To, to the upright position, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope oh, this cushion uses a flotation device because it's getting soaked. <laughs> and this uh, vibrator can be used as a weapon. So watch out. Let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, kid. Yeah. In case of an emergency, you put on your vibrator first. <laughs> and then help people, then other help. people with theirs. Yeah. Uh, New York City removed its last public pay phone. Oh, wow. If New York is uh, getting rid of things that are no longer relevant, what about the Jets? They're not in the jurisdiction of the city. All right, just outside, so they can't really do anything. Jersey, yeah. And uh, Russia started using lasers in Ukraine. No people have been hurt, but their cats are totally distracted. (laughs) (laughs) They're just climbing the walls. And Starbucks is leaving Russia. Vladimir Putin is enraged. Imagine all the drinks he can no longer poison. Mm. <laughs> President Biden drew criticism for saying the U.S. would defend Taiwan if China attacked. And he drew blank stares for saying, we'll defend Japan the next time Godzilla attacks. Mm. <laughs> should, should, should he really be out there representing? Mm. Donald Trump didn't make the Time magazine list of the world's most influential people. So, obviously, the voting was rigged. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But Come he'll on. make his own. He'll go down to Kinko's and make his own thing on the wall. It's fine. <laughs> Come on, let's storm the time building. It was rigged. Dylan's <laughs> and Daya, not me. I never liked Time Magazine. I'm more of a Ford's guy. <laughs> well, today is National Wine Day. About the only downside for red wine drinkers is that it stains your teeth. Not a problem for boxed wine drinkers since there's no teeth to be stained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing a video of an airport employee fighting with a customer, Alec Baldwin posted a message about workplace safety, which is, which is kind of like Tucker Carlson lecturing people on telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> And Pornhub turns 15 years old today. I was turning 15 today. My chronic wrist pain. My God. Mm, what, I wonder what that's about. I don't know. I've been complaining about that for like... Yeah. Pornhub turns 15, but it still clicks yes when it's asked if it's 18. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of men will celebrate by giving themselves a birthday spanking. Mm. Uh, on, on that note, let's get some traffic, hockey. Live from the Morongo Casino Studios, it's the Heidi and Frank Show on 95.5 KLOS and KLOS HD1. Los Angeles.
show. It's been a different show today because we were talking about that uh, the, the shooting in Texas this morning uh, throughout the show. So we kind of bumped everything. Obviously, did the, the this day in history quiz way late. Uh, it's, it's time for uh, see crossing streams. But I mean, I don't know if you really wanted to. What are you What are you watching? We'll do a quick round because I do have a game because I have all these prizes to give away, and we just didn't give away any prizes today. And it is it is wine day after all, and uh, I have a game to play involving wine, Heidi. Wow. Mm. But, okay. yeah, let's get a little crossing streams out of the yeah. way. Uh, there's a ranker at HeidiandFrank.com. We do this every single Wednesday at 9 a.m. Where you can go and see all the titles that we've talked about. Uh, let's see, so far we've had like uh, 613 titles. And the ranker automatically moves them up and down. A little thumbs up, thumbs down. It's a live ranker. That's what that means. And so you can go there and use that as your guide. And if you've seen shows and you liked it, give it a thumbs up. Or if you didn't like it, give it a thumbs down. And it'll keep that thing active. The top 10 over the last four weeks. Uh, Sopranos still in the number one spot on HBO Max. Go back and watch that series. It's fantastic. Uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix. Uh, Ozark, I finished that, the entire series. Um, great show. Uh, Shit's Creek, another fantastic show. The Queen's Gambit always seems to be up there in the top ten on Netflix. About the, uh, the chess player, mm-hmm. uh, Dexter jumping in there on Showtime. New Blood, uh, Peacemaker, HBO Max, Better Call Saul. I've been watching that. That's a great show too. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on Disney Plus, and Stranger Things. People probably jumping back in on Stranger Things since that season's going to come out, season four, very 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 soon. As far as our audience goes, I look at the streaming services that uh, we use the most. Our audience, based on their percentage of votes alone on the shows that they've seen, uh, Netflix would be number one as far as the most Mm -hmm. watched uh, streaming service by the Heidi and Frank audience. And the two spot is Hulu, followed by Amazon Prime, followed by YouTube, followed by HBO. So that's uh, Uh our audience breakdown of streaming services. But please go to HeidiandFrank.com and vote. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Keep that thing moving and add some uh, some different titles that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, I finished Candy last night. Lots of oh. it. A whole bag of it. <laughs> and then I watched some Netflix. No, no it's actually on think? Hulu, the show with Candy mm-hmm. with Jessica Biel. And uh, it was uh, it, it's a slow goer. Yeah. Can be... I, Incredibly brutal in some scenes oh. where you're like, my yeah. God, you really kind of, my wife had to look away. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's worth a watch based on a true story, Candy. Jessica um, Biel's a great actress. Based in 1979, 1980, and so, and Jessica Biel is a great actress. She uh, is. Justin Pablo Timberlake. Schreiber. Justin Timberlake's in it for a little bit, unrecognizable almost. You're like, that's my wife. Like, look who that is. She's like, who? Hey, that's Justin Timberlake. Yeah. What? She's like, what? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he I, said, I was uh, he said it's, fake. It's, it's worth a watch. He said fake belly. He posted on Insta. He said uh, a picture of him in the movie or in the show. And he says, fake belly, fake hair, real stash. Oh, that was his so real he stash. It. He really nice. grew that stash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also have a Netflix show. Um, you may have seen the movie years ago with Matthew McConaughey called Lincoln Lawyer. It's also, I think, a yeah, yeah. series. I guess well, he broke out with that, didn't he? Yeah. One of his earlier uh, hits. But now there's a show. It's a series. It's uh, Lincoln Lawyer, and it's really good. Uh, the guy in it I'm not familiar with, but he's really, really good. The woman in the show is Nev Campbell, and uh, it's excellent. We started it, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I care. And then uh, second 
episode happen and we're we're all locked in i think we have one more to go um but yeah we watched like four episodes of blinking lawyer last night so just excellent if you're looking for something it's funny you, you say like that it. my father-in-law uh, he's an extra in that and he oh gets my god johnny i know I saw, johnny saw i saw him he yeah. was one of the jurors when yeah. they they go to this one particular trial and they they do a quick pan and i go oh my god <laughs> wait that's johnny's father-in-law my yeah. wife goes what who which one and i go hang on hang on let me go back and then uh and then they show him again like a pretty clear shot where he's like dead center and, yep. and uh so i i dm'd him last night and i go watching lincoln lawyer and who do i see he goes oh yay he yeah, goes, yeah right i had there. a lot of fun i go i bet so that was really really cool to see your father-in-law in lincoln lawyer it might be like towards uh maybe episode five episode five big, yeah episode five yeah i think so yeah episode five or six yeah it's about time um, he's not blurred out in the background. And he's yeah, right. <laughs> but that was kind of cool. I was like, look time at to shine. in there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's um, cool. I have to suggest a show. Well, actually not a show, a movie. Uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers on, really? uh, on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> it just came out on Friday. And I was blown away by how good this, this movie is. From the story to the animation that they're doing with, you know the the old kind of animation hand drawn and then the new 3D stuff and mixing it all together this is a, this is the who framed roger rabbit for the next generation really? this movie is so good the jokes in it the throwbacks the easter eggs that you can you can catch in these things it was amazing. And where is I it? Disney? Loved it. Disney Plus. Yeah, I got to second okay. that Johnny. That I mean we talked about it off air for a second yeah. but that it it was a lot of fun to watch. How high were you? Pretty high but at the same time <laughs> Like I put it on, not, not not anticipating to like it. It was supposed to be a background thing, like at the moment. But I found my wife and I found ourselves just captivated by it. It yeah. was thoroughly entertaining. Yeah, it's like the true story of Chip and Dale and and how everything came to be with their cartoon oh, the back story in the night. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it goes into its own yeah. mystery. I don't want to oh, give anything cool. away, right. but uh, and Disney has a lot of. I mean, they have figured out how to make their jokes on themselves and other people. And I'm, I don't think I'm throwing anything out there that's a spoiler or anything because when you type in Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, instantly ug- Ugly Sonic comes out. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So look for <laughs> Ugly Sonic. That's funny. Hysterical. 81%. 81 from the tomato yeah. meter, but wow. 82 from the audience. Yeah. So pretty even. Very All funny. Right. I do want to throw out there uh, Severance. Uh, yes. Mark Ellis came in and started talking about that mm-hmm. a couple weeks back, and I finally got into it. And just binge through it. It's captivating. It's, it's really trippy. good. It's such a good show. And getting all the way to the end, like it's just the most epic of cliffhangers. I couldn't believe that was the last episode. So mm-hmm. now I'm just digging deep in the internet, just reading what the creators are writing based off of like where they you're left trying to it. ruin it for yourself. Yeah, it's such a cliffhanger. You, you, you want to do that after that because you're just going, wait, what? And so many people have so many different theories of yep. what, what it was. Severance on what? Uh, Apple stream? Plus. Apple Plus. Yeah. I uh, mentioned, uh, let's see, Stranger Things being in the top ten on our ranker, but the final episode of Stranger Things season four will be over two hours long. I'm looking forward oh, wow. to that. Uh, Discovery Plus is doing a show on all the weird sex and drug allegations against Army Hammer. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're into that sort of thing. Oh, I hope Silver. Boy, yeah. uh, the, and the new South Park movie called The Streaming Wars will hit Paramount Plus on June 1st. So mark that on your calendars. And the new season of The Boys, it's that uh, 
Yeah. Super Justice show. League type show, but it's yeah. like they're, they're anti-heroes heroes, like what goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the new season of The Boys will include a musical episode. Oh, oh, the shark. oh, oh man. Oh, right. no. Oh, oh. no. I'm watching it. I don't care. <laughs> Amazon. And another Netflix controversy over trans jokes. Netflix released Ricky Gervais' new comedy special, Supernature, yesterday, and within hours, viewers n- noted how Gervais made graphic, transphobic jokes during his set. This is the second time a Netflix stand-up special has been criticized for transphobia. Dave Chappelle's The Closer led some Netflix employees to walk out last year. So, hmm. It's funny, because Ricky Gervais, before it was released, he's like... They ask him about you know people who are in the cancel culture or not and being upset by jokes. He's like, those are just unintelligent people. Intelligent people understand the idea of, the, of a joke, and the fact that we look at the hard stuff. I mean, like, yeah, maybe there's always that's too soon, but at some point, it's like, yes, it's you joke about stuff in life. So when that that stuff happens in life, you you can deal with it in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you are coping in a, in a way of handling it, and intelligent people understand that. It's the idiots out there who don't understand that, and are just trying to get their their two seconds of of uh, of time. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm intelligent. You are. And then he Johnny? said, "Except for Johnny." <laughs> no, he didn't say that. So I no, I, I haven't jokes, seen so that yet, it. but obviously I'm neither. Uh, no. Ricky Gervais is never one to hold back on anything. No, he said he was planning on getting canceled with this. Oh, he is? He want, yeah, oh. he, he was hoping that he gets canceled. Oh, that was the whole premise of Chappelle's Chappelle. The Closer. Yeah. I right. can't wait to see it now. Yep, check him out. I mean, All right, uh, you guys want to play a game? It's, uh, it's, it's uh, wine day today, National Wine Day, Heidi. It's uh, your Christmas. Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, let's see. We can play wine, real or fake? Give you the name okay. of a wine, and you tell me okay. it's a real wine or a fake wine. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how good I am. Yeah. Let's see how good you are. Let's see. We got to get a caller too. So it's okay. kind of like I guess it could be like Florida or anywhere friend. else in the sense it's fifty-fifty, real or fake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Hello, Christine. Hi. Christine, we're moving on from crossing streams because we're just jamming a lot of stuff That's in okay. here toward the end of the show. So it's it's uh, National Wine Day to celebrate. We're going to play a game. I got some prizes to give away. Uh, Heidi's going to help you because she is the wine expert. She's the sommelier <laughs> on the show. So okay, uh, I'll give it a shot. It's real wine or fake wine. I'll give you. It is a. Is it a brand of wine? Okay. Here, here we go. There's. I'm going to give you three. Pick out the okay. fake. Okay. Madhouse Wife, Spinny Room Wine, or or Jam Jam Wine, or Jam Jar Wine. So I'm picking out which is the fake? Which one's fake? Is it Madhouse, Madhouse Wife, Spinny Room Wine, or Jam Jar Wine? Spinny Room Ooh, Wine. Can Heidi help me? Yeah, Spinny Room Wine. Okay, I'll go with Heidi. Spinning room wine. It is. It is Spinny. It is Spinning Room Wine. That's. Uh, that's have you ever had Madhouse Wife? Heidi? Mm-mm. I have not. No jam jar wine? Mm-mm. That sounds sweet to me, so I wouldn't be into that. All right. All right, Christine, you want to you want a prize? You want to pass it on to the next person? Can I pass it on to the next person? Obviously. Thank you. Hooray! Hey, Ryan, you're not calling about the wine. What are you calling about? Never rub another man's rhubarb. Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> okay, he heard the drop of the day. as Jordan's drop of the day, so you got a T-shirt as well. Okay, stay at home. Uh, all right, Michelle, do you want to play real wine, fake wine? Yes, please. All right, here we go. All right. 
Tell me if it's real or fake. Okay. I thought I had more wines in this. Okay. <laughs> Let me say one, two, okay. Let's fight. Find me a hunk. Tipsy McStumble. <laughs> or Hey Mambo. Which one's real? Uh, which one's oh, real? real. Hey, <laughs> Did I say which one's real? Yeah, which one's real? <laughs> hey, Mambo. Oh, hey. You're going, hey, Mambo, Heidi? Sure, I'll, mm-hmm. sure, I'll go with Heidi. It is hey, Mambo. Yay. You've had hey, Mambo? Oh, I'm sure I have. What? Mambo. All right, Michelle, do you want a prize? Do you want to go to that vagrant festival, or do you want Lip Biscuit Still Sucks? Oh, oh. What? Uh, where's the festival at? It's at the uh, Five Points Amphitheater in Irvine. And when's that? This Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Um, sure. One. Okay. I, I've never. Well, or can I have a VIP? Actually. Okay, I'll give you a VIP I'm instead. Both. I'll keep you. Both. <laughs> I've never won anything. I'll give you a VIP. So stay on hold. All right. Thank you. thank you, Michelle. Remember just the tipsy that we ordered. Mm-hmm. That was a wine. Just that the tipsy. Was a wine. Just I think I still tipsy. have it here. That was Heidi's Christmas gift coming yeah, up. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for saying that. No, you gave it to her last year. I didn't give it to her last year. It's still in my office. We bought it. Yeah, yeah we you, bought it last year. You, you said you were going to give it to her last year. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you Wait, know, so he never gave that to you, Heidi? Uh, no, I don't recall getting <laughs> Sorry. That. I would, um, um, that's okay. I was going to ask you know, there's you nothing like getting it. a Christmas present um, <laughs> near the end of May. <laughs> Maybe that is a good thing. Maybe, you know, you go, listen, December, January, February, March, April, May. It's five that was months. one of his things when New he was tradition. like, yeah, when Wine Day gift. he said, order it. We ordered, he said, get two bottles. I'm going to give yeah. one to Heidi for Christmas. This was last year. This was of last course. And then, yeah. and then uh, he said, and then we'll try the other one. I just wanted to see how it actually it, ended up tasting. Back, this is just the tipsy. Yeah. Little okay. Wine. And this was this has been sitting in your hot office since December. No, it's in, it's been you no, know, it's it's been chilled. It's inside. Yeah. It's in my, I mean, it's pretty it's cold not, in my office. Yeah, it's not okay. A car. Usually you leave stuff in the trunk of your car, so. But no. it's but it's been in the bag. So as far as sunlight goes, it hasn't been exposed. Hasn't to sunlight, gotten sunlight. So, okay. Uh, it's just the tipsy wine. Oh that. my God! You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> I got that just for you, and I forgot. Here's that I what had I'm going to tell you. You know. Now, if you're watching, I'm definitely not VIP. drinking that one out of the bottle. You're not supposed to hold it straight up and down like that. It's got to be a little angle. There yeah, you, you go. got to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Someone describe it. Well, um, I'll I'll take liberty here okay. and, and go ahead and, and describe it. Um, the wine looks like a rosé. Mm-hmm. We'll start there. Um, the bottle appears to be a very, very large, very girthy penis. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's just the tipsy bubbly rosé. Oh, it's bubbly rosé. So when I open that up, white foam is just going to shoot oh, out the oh, top. Oh, we're going we're gonna to shake it up. <laughs> shake it up. <laughs> well, I will make yep. sure to grab that the next time I'm in town. Yeah, that is a big penis-shaped bottle. All right. Circumcised. Uh, I will open it up. I don't know. No? Looks kind of small to me. There's uh, another bottle in the office. So I said <laughs> we're going to open up and drink it. I figure how you want to save this one. Yeah. And you're in your wine. Oh, you don't have the wine cellar anymore. Oops, sorry. Maybe that's why I didn't give it to you because you moved. And I'm like, I can't give it to her now. She doesn't have a wine cellar anymore. Yeah, I just have to keep my wine in a. Yeah, you display that on the mantle, I think. You think I just put that on the mantle and that's sort of, of irony for a lesbian? Yeah. A lesbian wino has just the tipsy wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, you can just um, use, I do look forward to it. Or just use the bottle how you see fit. <laughs> I bet oh. it, how you see fit. 
Should I take the cork? Wait, how that you, can't how, fit. How you see I'm fit. Home pack. How you'll see, see fit. fit. <laughs> how you'll see fit. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the oh fake wines. God. Let's fight is fake wine. Yeah. That's hilarious, though. It is pretty funny. Uh, find me a hunk is fake. Tipsy McStumble is fake. But, but funny. That, but yeah, just the tipsy, just the tipsy is real. Proof. How do you give that prize away? All right. These are all real but one this time, this round. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. we're going to play. It's uh, Matt. Hey, Matt. What's up? How's it going? All hey, right. Now, now you have to pick out the fake wine because all these wines are real but one. So here, oh, you got to turn your radio right. down or whatever you're doing. What is that? Okay. You're talking to me. Or you're taking. Calls? It sounds like he's working in a warehouse. We're like, oh yeah, you got you got to put aisle fifteen. We got the uh, the uh, batch of boxes ready for to or. I know it's not Home Depot because they don't have they don't have uh, <laughs> radios, yeah. walkie talkies. Uh-huh. They never know when they're needed. All right, here we go, Matt. Pick out the fake wine. Mommy's time out. Right. Dark side of the moon wine. Heidi's cry time. Or middle sister wine. We got to pick out the fake or the real? The fake. Heidi's cry time. Heidi's cry time. Heidi's cry time is fake. Oh, yeah. Man. You guys nailed that game. So Mommy's Time Out is real. Dark Side of the Moon wine is real. And Middle Sister wine is real. So look for those at your wine stores. So, Matt, you want a prize. Do you want the Limp Biscuit Sucks or the Vagrant tickets? I'll take Limp Biscuit. All right. There you go. It's going to be Tuesday, May 31st, Toyota Arena in Ontario. You're also going to see Wargasm UK with Dying Wish. All right. Stay on hold. You know, just Thank some you. easy listening stuff for your Tuesday pleasure. I feel I couldn't do that any other time. No. Are you morbidly curious what this tipsy tastes like, Johnny? I am. I am. I am, yeah. Big time. So I understand you're not going to be here tomorrow, Heidi? Uh, I'm not going to so be here So we can't crack tomorrow. this wine for you tomorrow. Normally you're in studio on Thursday, yeah. so you're not going to be um, here. Unfortunately, we can uh, save it. Phil. A very good friend of mine Thanks. passed away, and uh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Heidi. <clears throat> she uh, she lost her battle with breast cancer. She's been fighting for a while, and um, we thought that this last bout she fought it, and then you know got in remission, and uh, then it came back, and then she just was recently tested, and her cancer. Markers were gone, but she had so much chemo fighting the last um, bout that she, uh, she, her heart just gave out. And, you know, just on the phone with her 10 days ago, saying like, I'm, you know, I'm going to fight this. We're going to get it. And I'm tired, but I'm feeling better. And, and then uh, she got put in the hospital and then... Uh, she was having trouble breathing. They put her on a ventilator, and then uh, we got the call Sunday morning that she died. <clears throat> and uh, cancer sucks. Is that what they said? That was the chemo. Yeah, it was so it the wasn't chemo. the it wasn't the, the, no, the disease. She, it was um, the somewhat cure. My God. Correct, because chemotherapy is poison. Yeah, yeah. And um, doesn't target just cancer. It targets the whole damn thing. Does not. And she had so much of it because she was fighting for a couple of bouts of breast cancer, that then this last bout, the breast cancer, it became ovarian cancer. And <laughs> there's just so much chemo to fight it that it just uh, damaged her heart, and her heart just couldn't take it anymore and, and gave out. And 
Well, yeah, you take you take years, the day tomorrow. Yeah. We'll hold down the fort and, uh, and and get back to our regular program. Today's been quite a uh, it's, uh, a show uh, yeah. this morning. Um, half the show dedicated to the <clears throat> to the to the children and the families in Texas. And um, your thoughts. Thank everyone who called in uh, to talk about that. And uh, normally we were going to go into deep deep cut face off with uh, sex songs. Great. Um, Best songs for sex, wrong, wrong answers only. But um, how about not? How about how about we do this? Because uh, you know, at this time, obviously, a lot of people turn to music when the, the the times are the toughest for comfort. So, if you have a song that you turn to when the world seems overwhelming and un, out of control, and you want to center yourself, and what song do you turn on? A song is your go-to. Um, Heidi's going through something right now. Uh, how do you think about that? And uh, we come back, uh, we'll take your songs, Deep Cut Face Off. Deep, deep Cut Face Off, uh, songs that, um, that you turn to in times of comfort when you need it. All right? 818. Love, love you, Heidi. Love you, too. 818-955-2955. Yeah, you take all the time you need. Yeah. Yeah, I know how close you were with, uh, with her. And she's been, she's been your friend for a very, very long time. And I know, I know what it's like to lose somebody like that. So, we'll miss you tomorrow. But you, uh, you do what you need to do. Okay, sweet. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's. Uh, oh my God! Look, it's the cash droid. Do Do I need to play oh, it or can Johnny just do it? It's just, it's, I mean, it's, 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 the most, it's the most inappropriate I'm thing ever. It, but hey, right. you know, it's, it's Keith's thing to do. Solar. S O L A R Solar. Text the word right now to six eight six eight three. That's Solar to six eight six eight three for your shot to win our daily two thousand dollars. Standard data messaging rates apply. Local K Lois winners only. More shots to win every hour on the twentieth until ten p.m. All right, we come back. We're coming up with those songs that you turn to in times of trouble. Didn't want to lead the witness there, but uh, yeah, songs you turn to. All right, eight one eight nine five five two ninety five five. We're Heidi and Frank. It's Heidi and Frank on 95.5 KLOS. Heidi and Frank show. Deep cut face off here. Uh, to wind down the show, we normally do this you know, every Wednesday. But uh, we were going to do uh, best songs to have sex to, worst or uh, wrong answers only. And said, no, let's, let's not do that today. It's just been an odd show, uh, obviously. So I uh, wanted to uh, do a deep cut face of songs that you turn to in times that are tough. You know, when, like, when the world seems um, incomprehensible and the acts of the world. And What song do you turn to for comfort? 818-955-2955. Uh, how did you think about that during the break? I mean, I know mm-hmm. you got uh, you lost a friend, and you're, you're going to attend her funeral tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What uh, what song is your go to? I really like this song uh, by Alessia Cara, and it's called "Scars to Your Beautiful," and it just makes me feel good. Um, the message in the song, anyway. I think it's a beautiful song. She just wants to be beautiful. She goes unnoticed. She knows. No limits, she craves Attention, she praises 
an image she prays to be sculpted by the sculptor. Oh, she don't see the light that's shining deeper than the eyes can find it. Maybe we are made of blind souls. She tries to cover up her pain and cut her woes away. Cause cover girls don't cry after the face is made. But there's a hope that's Eight eight nine five five two ninety five five. Turning to comfort songs right now for Deep Cut Face Off. Um, there's a classic song that I always like uh, listening to. It's uh, CCR. Uh, Have you ever seen the rain? Mm. Is what I excellent mm, choice. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Turn on. Mm-hmm. When times are tough. Mm-hmm. segment to get through. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> On days like this, <laughs> what, important, though. what is your comfort song to go to? Warm blanket for your ears. Johnny, you got one? Yeah, mine is uh, Dave Matthews, Samurai oh, Cop. It, <laughs> Dave Matthews. This is, a, this, is a, this is a recent one, um, and it's, it's just about being born and not knowing what you're going to go through in life, and... Gotta listen to the words. Naked or afraid. Your mother screams and forces you the day you came.
Remembering the, the good days when, the, when we have the bad ones. All right, we got Roger. Hello, Roger. Hey, good morning, family. What's morning. your cover song? What's your go-to on days like this? It's, uh, it's um, I Shall Be Released by Jeff Buckley. Thank you so much, Roger. Yeah, you guys have a great day. You too. Try to. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, what's going on? Hope the ownership's here. Maybe we get a better uh, I can't play the current song. Why not? I don't know. It's just what it's telling me. I'm reporting the message here. What? what? It started playing it. It did. Huh? Oh, come on, Jeff. Play mm. the song. Oh, oh man, this is I pissing me off right oh, now. My God. Uh, uh, but, right. uh, don't get pissed off. Play yeah, something that's yeah. going to comfort you. Just play right. comfort, comfort. Yeah, one play like I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna do one. You do one. Yeah, this is mine. This is a uh, David Bowie, Heroes. Uh, there's just something about this song that, for those of us who are survived anything or just miss somebody that you love, this song just takes me back to that moment. songs that you turn to on days like this to get some comfort. What do you got? Uh, the, the, the band is the Dropkick Burpees and uh, the song is I Wish You Were Here. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Some way 
562. Interesting uh, comfort song for Deep Cut Face Off on days like this. Uh, Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. recommend uh, Nothing Compares to You by Chris Cornell. Uh, oh, my uh, God. Love. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this you heard it, I guess. Thanks, Best Eric. version. Thanks, Eric. It's been seven hours and sixteen days since you your
Take those comfort songs that uh, in times like this and the world we live in. What do you turn to musically? 818 955 We've got Gideon on line three. Hey, Gideon. Yes. What song do you turn to on days like this? Uh, uh, well, my mom went to Woodstock and she loves Santana and Soul Sacrifice. There's no lyrics in it, it's all instrumental, but it brings you back to just, you know, those times. And um, I don't know if you guys could find that actual. Yeah, we have. Uh, Thank you, Gideon. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Song to turn to for comfort. Uh, good morning, Frank. Good morning, Heidi. I love you. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, Thank you, lady. Yeah, the song that affects me the most that makes me feel when I need to feel is called Orange Sky by Alexi Murdoch. I don't think I've ever heard it, lady. Thank you so much.
Sir. Had a dream stood beneath an orange sky with my brother standing by with my brother standing by I said brother you know you know it's a long road we've been walking on Yes it is, yes it is, you know Brother it is Such a long road we've been walking on Oh brother, oh brother And I had a dream I Stood beneath an orange sky My sister standing by With my sister standing by I've never heard that song before, Lanny. Thanks a lot for uh, for sharing that, for taking songs. Deep Cut Face Off on this special edition on Wednesday for days like this. The song to turn to uh, for comfort, for support. Hello, Austin. Yeah, you there? Yeah, what song do you got? Um, Let's Live for Today by the Grassroots. When I think of all the worries people seem to find And how they're in a hurry to complicate their minds By chasing after money and dreams that can't come true I'm glad that we are different We've better things to do May others plan their future I'm busy loving you One, two, three, four Sha la 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 Live for today Sha la 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 Live for today And don't worry about tomorrow As long as I'm with you We'll take it nice and easy And use my simple plan You'll be my loving woman I'll be your loving man We'll take the most from living Have pleasure while we can Two, three, four Sha la 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 Live for today Best ball to Marcy here to take over for us. Uh, thank you again to everyone who uh, who joined us today and had an uh, open discussion about uh, what happened in uh, Texas and what's been happening way too much of. Uh, once too much. Uh, we got Martha on line 10. Martha, you're going you're gonna to be our last uh, comfort song of the day. Uh, so what do you okay. have for us, Martha? Hi guys, um, I wanted to share this song um, by Rocio Dulcar called Amor Eterno, which means eternal love. Um, Heidi, I'm so sorry to hear about your friend. Thank but you. this one goes out to all those families who lost their baby yesterday and to all those who've lost a loved one. It's one of the most like praised songs in the Hispanic community. Whenever a loved one is lost, 
So this one goes out to everyone, anyone we've left. Thank you. Thank you so much, Martha. It doesn't say sorry for today. It says sorry for days like today. Thanks for coming back to the show. Come back tomorrow. You really have to listen to the whole show. We are Heidi and Frank. Brought to you at GiveMeTheVin.com. America's Best Car Fire.
Start the night at eight. Yeah, most old people say that. My soul is exhausted. Amazing. <laughs> Kevin and Sluggo on your ride home. I'm not drinking coffee, and you're not putting your headphones on at the last second. We are professionals. We are professionals. We are whatever, man. Southern California's rock station. It's 95.5 KLOS.